reminding me. Thanks, uh, special guest Kirk Halley, for reminding me that I recorded the bass part too low. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Wait, actually... is that special guest Kirk Howley? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is indeed special guest <laughs> is... Kirk Howley. Is, is there a delay, or is Kirk already sick of talking to me? No. <laughs> well, just, Kirk... There's a delay in my mind, a mental block that makes me slow. Mm-hmm. You know, you're self-abasing, and I like that. That's going to take you far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we do have special guest, Kirk Sparkplug Howley. Sparkplug? <laughs> your uh, your partner in, in Leopardactyl Raleigh. Yes, that's me, Kirk. in case you haven't met me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that guy we've, I've been writing songs with all these years. Yes. Finally, my two partners come together. <laughs> Is James Green Jr. also here? Uh, I am here. I'm here. I, I'm here. If you're not here, here, if you're not here, will you be there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Come on, give in to me. <laughs> well, I haven't determined if, um, you know, I'm, I can't even, I'm not even in a place to throw <laughs> Michael Jackson song titles at you. Uh, I just can't. Well, I then, refuse to go down that road with you because I don't have the intelligence to do so. Well, then beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already, we're like a minute in and I've already been boxed out of this podcast. Um, all right. Well, this, this podcast is the Jackson Jackson podcast, as everybody knows by now. Um, the, uh, the podcast that dissects Michael Jackson's body. <laughs> of work <laughs> specifically was... danger currently specifically the dangerous body of work and even more specifically tonight will you be there the theme from free willy Tr- track 11 track 11 and uh it was of course a single it was the eighth single i believe yeah Released like two years after the album. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But also uh, timely because I think it was just a, about a month before the movie came out. Free Willy. Free Willy. Yes. yes. Since it's yeah. the theme from Free Willy. Now, uh, <laughs> I know that you guys watched uh, Free Willy in preparation for this recording, but had you seen it before? I had not, no. Had you, Raleigh? I have also never seen the movie until this week. What about you, James? Uh, no, I don't. I've never seen it all the way through. I feel that I've caught it on TV at various points, but uh, never sat down and gone through the entire ordeal. But I am very familiar with the uh, the tragic tale of uh, the uh, the whale that is in the movie. Like what happened to him afterwards? Oh, what happened? I don't even know about this. Uh, well, you know, he was. Um, he was, you know, he was a whale in captivity for a long time. They used him in this movie, and then they decided to release him back into the wild. But he had become so used to uh, humans and and not like the non-wild that he couldn't integrate back into uh, with other whales. And he just kind of drifted ar- around the ocean aimlessly until he beached himself in Norway, and that's where he died. Uh, so. It was just one of the, it was, you know, some of the strongest evidence that like, hey, maybe we shouldn't uh, be putting whales in tanks. <laughs> um, 
And but that's why we have Kirk on today because he's Norwegian. <laughs> partially. Are you are, partially Norwegian? How partial? Uh, I, I can eat a, a meatball if you ask me to. I mean, that's first of all, I think that's Sweden. And secondly, um, I was looking for a percentage. I actually don't know. I'm a big mix of all kinds of crap, and it's all. Uh, and you don't know what the main, what's the main what's the main course in your mix of crap? Norwegian's pretty high, but I think the main, like the biggest two, the superpowers, if you will, of my uh, uh, genetics are germany and britain <laughs> okay we are gonna do a live dna test on kirk today <laughs> i'm gonna open awesome. a, i'm gonna open one of these syringes right now so this is gonna be this is gonna be like a, a 78 hour podcast at least we have we have free willy playing in the background actually because I, I should mention, if you haven't noticed by now, the clarity of Kirk's voice is uh, fantastic, which means he's in the room with me right now. In fact, I'm in the room with you, the listener, at this very moment, yeah. talking <laughs> into your ear from behind. Mm-hmm. And Kirk brought some snacks, too. I'm sorry we can't share the Twizzlers with you, James Green Jr. <laughs> yeah, you sound really broken up about it. <laughs> I'm going to eat one for you. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be flying to Jersey next week, and... Uh, <laughs> Then I'll, I'll force you guys to come to Florida, and then I'll be the one in the Jackson Jackson studio. <laughs> bring it. And we'll sound like robots. No, I will bring nothing. I will bring absolutely nothing. <laughs> and I will eat everything in your pantry. So I lied about Kirk being here solely because he's Norwegian, and that's where <laughs> Kiko the Whale died. Um, Kirk is actually here because he is a movie expert. Uh, and he uh, he is a host or a co-host of the Schlock Treatment podcast, where they, in fact, let me just let Kirk explain what it is. Well, I'm I'm the co-host <laughs> with the mo-host, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, Schlock Treatment is a podcast where we basically just talk about usually uh, schlocky movies, crappy movies, weird, strange cult movies, that kind of thing, and we basically just end up. Going, if I might, if I may borrow a phrase from this show, off the rails mm, quite a drink, bit. Everybody, oh, it sounds like you're a regular listener, Kirk Howley. <laughs> yeah, I, of I this am. program, definitely. So you usually watch crappy movies. So Free Willy is going to be a huge change in your. Uh... Yeah, the quality <laughs> level of this movie and the screenwriting and the acting and everything, and the whale. I've, this whale is unlike <laughs> any other whale I've seen in other whale movies. Although we did cover Orca for Schlock Treatment. Um, which is a very different movie from Free Willy. Mm. Similar themes, though. It kind of starts out the same. The whole time I was watching Free Willy, I was looking for darker turns that could have happened, like <laughs> like in Orca. I knew it was still going to have a happy ending, but there could have been a lot more murder. and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that whale could have bitten movie. off quite a few hands if it wanted to. Yeah. If, if, if Free Willy really wanted to show what a rebel it was, as much as the main character... Uh, uh, what's his name? Jason. Something. Jason James Richter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two first names. Mm-hmm. One last Double your name. pleasure. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll get into the movie later. I think I think uh, we've gone long enough before uh, without hearing any actual of this uh, music from Michael Jackson. But wait. Oh, you have something to say? I was going to say that the uh, the plight of that whale that James talked about. It sounds really kind of. Uh, 
kind of like a very much like Michael Jackson's life in a way. <laughs> I mean, he could never become a normal person again. He became famous and was taken out of the tank of of normal life and put into the put onto this like pedestal where he was worshipped like some sort of whale. And then, uh, yeah, that was, was it for him. I was just about to disagree with you and say, but uh, this whale started out normal at least. Unlike Michael Jackson, who was born into an abnormal situation. But then again, I'm pretty sure this whale was born into an abnormal situation as well. But how right? is how is Michael Jackson born into an abnormal situation? He was like, born what into do you a, mean? He was born into a showbiz family, wasn't he? That's not. I wouldn't say that's abnormal. That's no more. I, I, I think it would be it would be abnormal if he was born to a pot of whales. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that would be even more abnormal. Uh, yeah. uh, but I mean, I know it's like not something that everybody. Do. Yeah, I think there are a lot of families that uh, perform together. Um, you know, and I think the key difference here is Michael Jackson is all, was also not uh, like ten times the size of a human. <laughs> so, but I, I, you know, that's a good that's a good point. Um, <laughs> I guess I suppose Kiko the whale doesn't dance as, as well as Michael does. So, well, not anymore. So never mind, Kirk. Your theory has been shattered. Mm. Sorry. Thanks for thanks for playing. Hope you come up with something better before the end of the episode. <laughs> I'll try. Man, <laughs> why did you why did you ask this guy on? He's just fucking up. God, can we can we just can we get Lamar on the phone again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me see what I can do. <laughs> All right, here comes the ridiculous intro to "Will You Be There?" Okay, yeah. Now, now I oh. feel like before you even play it, I just need to address. How just absolutely bonkers the beginning of this song is because it's not just that it's not just that it begins with like this weird dour uh, uh, classical music um, uh, introduction, but it's like lifted directly from Beethoven, and there was no credit when their album originally came out that it was Beethoven. It's but it's from like Ode to Joy. It's not from some like lesser it's like yeah. not like a Beethoven B side. It's like, like this huge Wasn't hugely, Michael Jackson sued uh, by the Cleveland Orchestra eventually? Indeed he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson didn't credit Beethoven or the orchestra that played it and there was this, you know, all these lawsuits going around. And um it's I mean, you know, it, we've talked a lot on this podcast about Michael Jackson being misunderstood or Michael Jackson as the victim or Michael Jackson getting away with stuff because he's got crazy talent. But it's like, okay, you really think you could just take some, like, and it's like a long section of Beethoven. <laughs> it's almost two minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that is just, okay, that is some hubris right there. Hey, you can't even you can't even blame multi-instrumentalist Teddy Riley this time around. He had nothing to do with it. <laughs> No, I checked the credits, and multi-instrumentalist <laughs> Teddy Riley was nowhere to be found. You don't think he? You don't? You guys don't think that Teddy Riley, with his multi-instrumental capabilities, could have been playing every instrument in that orchestra in Cleveland? Come on, we're talking about Cleveland, not like New Jersey or something. No, no, Kirk, I will not have you besmirch the good name of Cleveland. Cleveland is a fine, fine city. It's wonderful and beautiful and delicious. And their orchestra it was their orchestra. Was at one time at least good enough to be r- ripped off by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, well, so I, was some little random kid on a playground, though. Yeah, that, <laughs> that kid was Listen. credited, though at least. Yeah, the <laughs> kid got credit. You're telling me that kid is more talented than the Cleveland Orchestra? 
You're telling me that kid's more talented than Beethoven? Uh, the dog? <laughs> I think the dog's I knew, probably more I knew talented was, actor than I, the kid. I saw was. that coming. <laughs> like, I walked outside clear as a bell. I saw it coming down the street. I did nothing. Well, the, the Cleveland Orchestra <laughs> did realize that they were more talented than the kid from the beginning of uh, Heal the World. In fact, they were seven million times more talented, and that's how, <laughs> that's how much they decided to sue for. Nice. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how much they got, but they did settle out of court for an undisclosed uh, amount, and from then on, um, Now, that, I don't mean credited. to get too off track, but um, I don't know much about legal stuff, but when, like, do you think that generally, like, do court settlements, are they less than the amount people sue for, or are they around the same? I think they're usually less. Yeah, I would, I would think so. None of us are lawyers. Com- combined, we may equal a lawyer. <laughs> but individually <laughs> a real <yeah>. shitty lawyer <laughs> individually don't take our answers to court um i'm i'm sure they settled for much less but the the most important thing was that they were credited in the album <laughs> Not, yeah <laughs> when it originally came out were they or did no, they have to eventually no, they were, as a result of the the lawsuit they were then so that credited, means that means uh, first pressings of dangerous are rare collectors items that should fetch top dollar on the trading market yeah and only 10 million people own them. So. <laughs> it's a rare print of 10 million. <laughs> I forgot that Kirk was actually, Kirk is from Ohio. So Yeah, I grew up near Cleveland. That was just some self-effacing hu- humor. Yeah, he just, he just couldn't wait to bring up Cleveland into the conversation. Oh, I no, wait, I'm sorry. James brought up Cleveland first. Or wait. I, I, I've lost control. Can you even tell the difference between me and James <laughs> wait, wait, Raleigh? Wait, 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 wait. Raleigh, are you saying that this podcast has already gone off the rails? <laughs> it has gone off the rails. I think oh, Kirk uh, initially brought up Cleveland, but I was quick to defend it because I went, I've been to Cleveland as recently as a year ago, and it, it's a, just a darn fine city. So have I. <clears throat> well, what do you want, a medal or a parade? <laughs> I want a credit in the album. Well, too bad. <laughs> You're going to have to lawyer up. So since I am in charge of hitting play on this thing, I'm going to stop us one more time before I even hit it. I want to discuss the title of the song before we hear any music at all. I uh, Will You Be There? Again, another Michael Jackson song with no question mark. But more importantly, I want to get a little deeper and bring up the point that the word Willie is encoded in the title. Hmm. Will you... W I L L Y. Willie. Oh, you be there? <laughs> or that is, is it... some room 237 shit if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Willie. Oh, you be there. <laughs> All right. Now we can get into the song. Do we think that was intentional? Does anybody, does anybody know no, if this no, song no, was written no. before the, before the movie? I, was, um, I don't. I mean, it must have, right? Didn't the album come out before the movie? Well, the al- the song came out two years before the movie came out, but you know, uh, you don't make movies overnight, so I assume that somebody knew I something think, was going on here. Well, this song is the theme from Free Willy, but it doesn't show up until the end credits. It's basically the theme right. to the end credits of Free Willy, <laughs> <laughs> and it has very little to do with whales or human animal. Uh, uh, I don't know. Get getting along compliance i don't know yeah uh, well, we can we can dive into that yeah. as we uh 
dive as we go <laughs> as we go further the nautical puns if, are already coming if the out the tank is deep enough for us to dive into it <laughs> um but yeah i agree um it the song doesn't really have too much to do with the movie and the movie doesn't have too much to do with the song yeah um but there are some things yeah you can find something if you look for it let's look mm-hmm. for it all right anybody want to take a stab at these lyrics <laughs> uh they're actually translated in the uh in the wikipedia entry and it's all like you know like it's all stuff about god it's all stuff about you know let his light shine upon you or mm-hmm. or don't don't fear his his Rebirth. presence but do you want to do you want to sing the english along with the uh the german i'll speak i'll just speak the german I think that's uh, <laughs> speak the German to help our listeners. I'm going to speak the German. You know, I took uh, four or five years of German in, uh, in school mm. and I haven't, I haven't spoken any in years. So, uh, I'm sure this will be great. This will be uh, <laughs> a fantastic, uh, yeah. Do you bow down millions? Honest do den Schopferwelt Welt. Do you sense the creator world? <laughs> uh, such in Ubrum Sternenzelt, Sternenzelt, seek him beyond the starry canopy. Uber Sternen mus er wohnen, beyond the stars he mu- must he dwell. Okay, that really sets the tone, huh? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, this is some heavy Beethoven shit. <laughs> do you think um, beethoven wrote these lyrics or did he uh did somebody else write them for him oh that's a good question i would imagine that he uh because uh, yeah i think this was the days where they would say you have to you're commissioned to compose this opera and they'd have to compose the whole thing themselves hmm. oh wait is, no I, wait yeah. i'm saying this like an idiot yeah. i'm staring right at this stupid <laughs> wikipedia entry and it says the german lyrics were written by friedrich schiller and i was staring at you staring at that god i'm such an idiot uh yeah 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 um but did he wait, write it about whales d- no um do you think he's been, do you think he's been to whales uh listen i think if anybody can avoid going to whales they do you know what i'm saying do you think if the electric guitar was around back then he would really wail on it <laughs> I feel like that was too close to a young Einstein reference for me to tolerate. <laughs> or possibly Bill and Ted. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so that's interesting because based on based on my knowledge of uh, of uh, 18th century uh, composers, which is gleaned entirely from Amadeus, uh, <laughs> I didn't think that they would work with lyricists like that. So that's interesting. Well, we've all been proven wrong today. God, didn't take just... long. Let's pack it up. <laughs> all right, I'm Thanks done. For joining us, Kurt. <clears throat>
I can't tell where we are in the lyrics. Uh, the third line just started, I think. Yeah. I think this next section is a totally different thing too. That was like composed as a bridge between. Yes, that it's piece. a choral interlude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arranged by Andre and Sandra Crouch. And when were they? Are they also like composers from that era? Or are they modern peoples living in our times? They're Andre and Sandra Crouch are modern peoples living in our times. Andre Crouch was born in 1942. Uh, I think, and I think they're the ones that do the vocaling the vocalizations for the rest of the song like i think they're the ones that do the oh the backing thing at the end oh okay i th- i think so did they get credited on the album originally let's see uh, uh, they didn't they didn't sue and they're in the video oh they are yeah oh they're his backup singers in the video yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's them hmm. let's see well they're credited but who knows when what these credits reflect that are on Wikipedia? I don't know if that's post lawsuit or pre lawsuit. Well, I, I would imagine that if they were included in the lawsuit, that would be in the in the uh, six line legal issues section. Uh, <laughs> it just covers the Cleveland Orchestra and the Beethoven thing. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's easy for I'm like, you know, the Cleveland or- Orchestra gets stiffed. Nobody sniffs at that. <clears throat> if you if you mess with those crouches, though. <laughs> it's gonna be your ass on a platter off the crouch um this song so we are getting into the the crouch section now um this song is like really neatly divided every mm-hmm. every section sort of is is clearly defined before we move into the next section and there's almost no going back um and yeah and i would say like you know, song. certainly, I don't think that this this snippet of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony fits with anything else that comes after it. It just seems like, ah, let's cleanse the palate, and uh, and you know, also like the ending spoken word thing that Michael does seems uh, it's unnerving to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's raw. It seems real. We'll get to that part though, I guess. <laughs> So this uh, the the Beethoven part is actually um, not in the video at all. It's not in the Free Willy movie. <laughs> wait, wait! You're telling me there's no Beethoven in Free Willy? <laughs> there's no tip, no Beethoven in Free Willy. Huh. Um, okay. And I I would assume the single version omits this as well. So I don't know if that's because of the lawsuit or for time, but this song is like almost eight minutes okay. long, and. Uh, I, I think it was a good choice to cut out the Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, uh-huh. it doesn't need that intro because it doesn't relate to the rest of the song at all. Right. I don't know if Michael Jackson just thought everyone needed to like prepare their minds for what was coming, like to really clear out whatever thoughts you were having by hearing some Beethoven followed by some choral arrangements before his song began or, or what? Maybe it was partially to cleanse our palates from like the rapey give in to me. That we heard previously, but that could also, but the Beethoven section could be seen as like the coda to give in to me, where he's like, you know, he's pissed <laughs> off that like 
she's not recognizing his greatness and then he suddenly is talking about bowing down and sensing the creator uh you know i mean he's not saying that like beethoven's saying that he did not feel the need to credit because michael jackson clearly had a jesus complex that's a fantastic point so this would have been more appropriate would it would it have been more appropriate as its own brief snippet in between track ten and eleven? Should it have been? This on would have been um, more appropriate in seventeen eighty five. Maybe if he had used synthesizers to reproduce the uh, <laughs> orchestral arrangement, get Teddy Riley in there to help him out with that. Wait, you mean multi instrumentalist Teddy Riley? <laughs> Uh yeah yeah actually not the other one who's not a multi instrumentalist you mean multi instrumentalist Lori Petty <laughs> wait are you talking about multi instrumentalist Friedrich Schiller <laughs> <laughs> okay so this song should have started right here I think we all agree yeah. With the whale singing. <laughs> Chorus of Wales. This is nice. There's, I think there's one starfish in there too doing the high part. <laughs> and then the, the crab from Little Mermaid jumps in. <laughs> you mean Sebastian? Sebastian the crab? He has a fucking name, okay? <laughs> Now we got some piano. Yeah. Though, it's definitely definitely not a real piano. Yeah. He could, like he couldn't have just gotten a real fucking piano for the song. We we have <laughs> we have Beethoven, we have a real chorale, and then you're gonna throw in some fake ass synthesizer and piano sound. Yeah, Riley, are you losing sight of the fact he eventually <laughs> sold this song to a movie about a whale? <laughs> That's okay. Some people sell <laughs> But a fake piano isn't. <laughs> Kirk and I are sellouts. I should mention uh, Kirk and I did the soundtrack to a play earlier this summer. And then we. What was uh, the name of that play? The name of the play was Hearts Like Fists. Mm-hmm. And we did the entire score for it. And we got paid. Cha-ching. Yeah, and most of it was synthesized. Yeah. <laughs> Only the, the bass was real. And there were no vocal parts. No, so. we didn't do any vocals. Everything so wait, you're bass. saying that you wrote a score that was mostly synthesized, but you're complaining there's not a real <laughs> piano on the song? <laughs> we, at least, when we did use piano, used real piano sounds. <laughs> it might it may not have been a, from a real piano. <laughs> it was a sampled piano. But it sounded real. You guys are just <laughs> digging yourselves into a grave. I don't know what you're even getting at. You're like, yeah, Michael can use a real piano. We never use real pianos. Even when we are using real pianos, we're not using real pianos. But fucking Michael. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> just listen to what I say. Was that how it went? That's right, woman. <laughs> listen to me, woman. Don't listen to me, woman. Tell it to the preacher. Give it to the fire. Speak to me, woman. Um, I wanted to say before we move forward, this section of the song from the choral part into the piano there, and then once the beat starts, uh, was really reminding me a lot of Lean On Me, yes. the version done by, uh, what was it? Where's the Lean On Me Players. Club Nouveau. I completely forgot to load that up, Kirk, but I also had that noted, that it sounded exactly like Lean On Me. Okay. In um, fact, if you look at the lyrics to Lean On Me, it almost seems like 
Lean On Me was a response to this song. It's like an answer to Michael Jackson's questions. Wait, wasn't Lean On Me way before this? It was, which is, <laughs> which is why that's so weird. That I'm means saying- that, uh, <laughs> that one, either Michael Jackson or the Lean On Me singers are time travelers. Or both. Maybe they met in the middle somewhere. Mm, possibly. See, this is the early version which has real sounding pianos. <laughs> <laughs> but are what, they real pianos? Well, it's 1972. I'm I'm sure they used real pianos or or maybe but some kind of But you're not 100% thing. positive. No, I'm not 100% positive. Let the positive. record show that Mr. Hatch cannot confirm the realness of the piano. That's yeah, that's why I'd be a terrible lawyer. That's why none of us would <laughs> be lawyers. <laughs> well, I declare. <laughs> I do declare I'm a southern lawyer stereotype. Oh, heavens, I done caught the vapors. I'm a lady in the jury who just fainted. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so here's the fake sounding lean on me. Even this sounds more real than Michael's version. There's the whales. This is the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland <laughs> song. Whatever, the Cleveland chorus. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to play that any further. But that song, oh, the, I didn't realize. It's all funky and the guy's like, we be jamming. All right, you can, we can hear it. No, no, I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. In fact, Isn't this has this... fake sounding voices come in pretty soon. Oh, yeah, that are like, right. no, 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 no. But those are probably real. <laughs> That's a real piano. Yeah. <laughs> but this but they're intentionally trying to bridge the gap between the original version and a more modern sound. Yeah. Even though it's fairly dated sound at this point, but it's still uh I it's intentional. I think Michael was just being lazy. <laughs> or whoever but who 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 produced this one? Oh, you think you Buttrell? think that the guy who took like two minutes of a Beethoven song was being lazy? <laughs> <laughs> But wouldn't he have like a real piano in his home? I mean, he's he had a mansion and a crazy estate. I would think so. I would think he has multiple. He's a multi-pianist, a multi-piano owner. But how do like? Did we ever see him playing piano? Like, do we even know that that was among his talents? This this is not a complicated piano part. Slash, yeah, and H- Hound Dog is a complicated this. Elvis song, but he still couldn't play it. Well, I would disagree with that. I think Hound Dog's probably a little more complicated than this. What? <laughs> anyway, keep doing that. It gives me time to look up Hound Dog. <laughs> no, we're getting on a tangent. We need to stick with this stupid whale anthem. No. I want to hear... We're going to go to another animal. <laughs> the Hound Dog. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Who can even hear the goddamn guitar in that song? <laughs> Jesus. Is he even using a real guitar? All you can hear is sex. <laughs> All I can hear is that pelvis shaking around. Here, let's listen to how to play the hound dog guitar solo for 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the, the jury's still out on if hound dog is a difficult song to play on guitar. I, I'm sure it's not difficult, but I think it's probably uh, more difficult than will you be there. I think, if anything, 
they might be equal. But that's not the point. Like the point is always the diplomat. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? But yeah, the point is, See, I would you would imagine Michael Jackson. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? You know what? I quit. I'm just done with this fucking podcast. <clears throat> I swear, I, I swear, I won't interrupt this time. No, no, it's all right. I'm not going to speak again. <laughs> all right, we'll move on then. <laughs> you can lean on me, James, when you're not strong. such a weird drum sound yeah it is weird it's like really over processed it sounds like i don't know really a lot of high end in that i don't know if it's a kick drum or what it is yeah i think it's i don't know what it is but it's some weird electronic uh electronic thing i think it's cool actually yeah Um, i'm not complaining it's a little loud though maybe a little bit james is still not saying anything ever again apparently Oh, wait, what? Paulino <laughs> uh, da Costa ever. did the percussion on this song, but uh, as did Brad Buxer and Bruce Sweden. Sweden? But there's, there's Not no, Norwegian? Uh, there's no, uh, there's no uh, like, distinction as to what the individual, individual instruments are. Yeah, I'm curious. So there's, a actual, there's actual percussion <laughs> credit? <clears throat> yeah, I don't really hear any percussion that's not electronic. Maybe it'll, maybe we'll catch it at some point. Maybe it's like, well, I guess like those twinkle things count as percussion, like wind oh, yeah. chimes. Are there some wind chimes in this? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's more percussion than just that one digital sound. Maybe like a shaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's definitely a shaker in there. Shaker Heights, Cleveland. <laughs> Is that a real neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I thought you'd been to Cleveland before, Mr. I. Yeah, I'd been there once. You apparently grew up there. For apparently. Those, uh, for those for those <laughs> that are only listening to the podcast and not watching, Kirk just made air quotes. I just kind of wiggled my fingers, all my fingers uh, around, though. Did I didn't jazz, do it right. Jazz hands. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Back to the Back to our song. Does anybody hate the song? Cleveland Jazz. Wasn't Does that, wasn't that a team in Cleveland? Sorry. Is it a team? Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Utah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Close. a sports guy who knows about sports. <laughs> you were on a roll, Kirk, until Damn it. then. <laughs> All right. Edit that out. And Free Willy did not swim in this, the Great Salt Lake either <laughs> before we have to Wait, that's, address that situation. Oh, that's Utah, yeah. <laughs> it's not one of the Great Lakes. <laughs> that just made me imagine uh, like a whale... Uh, in one of those rocket cars driving through the salt flats. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's at the end of the at the end of Free Willy, uh, Willy gets driven around in the like the pickup of a truck, not the pickup. Is that even like a what's trailer? Like a trailer. Or, yeah. He's dragged around by a trailer in the middle of the night, just like a race car would. So I think it's mm. not it's not a stretch to. If if you want to make that movie or if you want to make that image happen, you can just <laughs> Well no, I mean I don't the want film. the whale being pulled through the salt flats. I want the whale to be piloting the rocket car. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if that's even feasible. This would need to be some kind of like super uh uh technological whale like the dolphin at the end of Johnny Mnemonic. 
<laughs> I mean, can we go? Can we have one episode where we don't bring up the dolphin from Johnny Mnemonic? <laughs> Raleigh, I think I think half an hour ago you asked if either of us like this song. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think this is uh this is this song's got a nice it's got a nice gentle groove to it. Okay. I I would just assume that well, not just because Kirk and I watched the movie this week. I would assume that we all have heard this song before. Is that a safe assumption? Yes. I, I had I don't think I'd ever really listened to it from start to finish just mm-hmm. in one straight sitting. Like I never really paid that much attention to it. Okay. Uh but upon listening to it for you know my first full listen uh, a couple of days ago, uh, my initial response was, yeah, this is a nice kind of gentle song. But then when I delved into the lyrics, I was like, this is kind of a weird fucked up song. Did you remember the hook at least? The, which one? I don't know. <laughs> I think, this was a trick question. I wanted to trick you can, into walking into. All I can hear in my mind now thing. is lean on me. Actually, I can't remember how this goes now. <laughs> Okay, well, here comes... I will say, I will say before you, uh, like, I want to speak to the ubiquity of this song around the time that Free Willy came out, and it seemed like this was something, along with the uh, scene in Free Willy where the whale jumps over the kid, was, like, parodied so much throughout popular culture. It's hard to hear this song and not think of, uh, you know, all, everybody goofing on it. yeah. I was surprised when I watched the movie that this song wasn't playing over that moment happening. I I assumed that was the big big moment, but it wasn't. Yeah, I was was expecting uh, thematic elements from this song to be all over the movie, but it's not at all. And I don't don't know why. It doesn't doesn't make sense. You know, this is a... a, Have we discussed before the, uh, the huge movie... Michael Jackson was offered to soundtrack before this that he turned down. Star Wars. No. RoboCop 2? No, the original Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but he was too busy touring. Uh, so, and I mean, I don't know what... Uh, it seems like Free Willy is uh, something thematically that's more up Michael Jackson's alley anyway. Um, I don't know. But it's interesting. Prince could have handled the Free Willy song. Prince would not waste his time with Jason James Richter. Prince would have made it too sexy, guys. There's no such thing as too sexy. Yeah, that's a that's a logical fallacy, Kirk. <laughs> I think Prince does is too sexy. If you just by look, merely existing, Prince is sexy. This is true. If you look at the YouTube comments of Michael Jackson videos, you will see that there is no there that the use of of sexy is infinite. <laughs> by 12 year old girls even <laughs> even in 2014 12 how but how do you know their age i just assume <laughs> well raleigh when you assume you make an ass out of me and that fucking whale that died <laughs> i'm dropping a lot of f-bombs tonight i'm feeling kind of surly i apologize i was more offended by your use of the word ass than i didn't even catch the f-bomb in there Ass? When did I say ass? Ass. Ass. ass Throw that guy out there on his ass. (laughs) His ace. (laughs) All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into the song. Hold me like the river Jordan, and I will then say to thee, you are my friend. 
are some words. There are. Um, you want to tell me what you think they are there, buddy boy? We didn't really discuss this ahead of time. Kirk, usually I do I do the words, but when we have a guest, the precedent has been set that the guest gets to oh. sort of uh, Do I have to attempt? guess at what you they are without reading them off the screen that's so right I in front of me? This, my interpretation <laughs> is on the screen, and you can, you can unfortunately see that. Oh, okay. But um, you're, you're free to... All right. To look. I'm not going to look. I'm just going to go by what I just heard in my ears. Uh, Hold me like the River Jordan, and then I will say to thee, you are my friend. That's correct. Okay, that's what I have also. Yeah, that's a weird weird way to start. Uh, (laughs) uh, I think the first line is kind of the... Kind of the key to the song, I guess. If you didn't have that in there, it would the meaning would probably totally change. What do you mean? Because it, because it mentions a body of water. Yeah, because it, well, it mentions <laughs> a body of water of extreme religious significance. Ah, I just assumed this was another way of him talking about Michael Jordan. Because <laughs> I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for references to the Beatles, Michael Jordan, and the word brother. In every Michael Jackson song from now on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not disappointed in this one. You know, one day they will name a body of water after Michael Jordan, <laughs> and it will be very controversial. He'll probably be the first basketball player to have that, and I'm sure fans of Dr. J and Magic Johnson will be up in arms. But you know, I mean, Jordan is the icon. You know, he's he's the he he succeeded in ways that Dr. J couldn't imagine. Although Dr. J will always have, always be the originator, always be the man who really first started to break the mold. The first doctor in basketball. The first, yeah, the first medically licensed player <laughs> who could uh, dipsy-do dunkaroo. So and, uh, Kirk, do you do you know the religious significance of the River Jordan? Because yeah, I don't. at least in the the Christian uh, faith and any related like Catholicism and those other <laughs> religions that I can't say, uh, the Jordan River was the the first river, I guess, where Jesus kind of made his comeback. Like he had been born and all that stuff, and then he kind of went away for a while. And then he came back and was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. Uh-huh. And that was almost like uh, John the Baptist was a really respected uh, like preacher, I guess, at the time. He would give sermons and stuff just to crowds of people. And him, I guess, baptizing Jesus was like the passing of the torch. Mm-hmm. And wasn't John the Baptist eventually decapitated? Oh, yeah, I think so. Just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So the thing... <laughs> it's not funny, guys. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I struggled most... With most in this song was I wasn't sure who the narrator was and who the narrator was singing to. I assumed before I knew any of the words to it that it was going to be either a boy singing to a whale or the whale <coughs> singing to Earth. But a <laughs> <laughs> whale singing to Earth. What whales sing? Whales, whales probably sing want? to Earth normally. In you don't life, think whales no? sing? What? What? <laughs> I mean, what else would they that, sing to? I think that's a very beautiful image, Raleigh. That's <laughs> more beautiful than I was prepared to handle. It conjures yeah. up like old trapper keepers, like a whale in space surrounding the earth, like <laughs> sonic <laughs> waves coming out of its mouth. So This so, is why... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to go in a different direction. Oh, no, please, please. I was no. just going to make a dumb joke. Okay. 
Well, say your dumb joke. Well, I think now it's been racked up so much <laughs> that uh, it's going to... better be gonna... good, James. This joke better be amazing. <laughs> Listen, I've been spending 18 months in Montana working on this joke. I'm way over budget. I don't know how it's going to turn out. All right. Well, uh, just... The idea of a whale singing to the earth is a beautiful contrast to a whale tearing ass through the salt flats. <laughs> Not giving a shit about Mother Nature. But both fantastic images. I just want to see nitro burning funny car action as piloted by humpback and killer whales. Well, you know, since this song most likely is not about either of those things, we are free to write our own songs about those things. So maybe, maybe by next week you'll have a little, uh, the rocket powered whale song. I don't know. Anyway, I was going to say, um, so since it seems like this song is not, from a boy's perspective to a whale or a whale's perspective to the earth. Um, Kirk's piece of information that he's just shared asks, uh, makes me ask, do you think it's the, do you think it's Jesus singing to John the Baptist mm, or some I, kind of metaphor along those lines? I think it's Michael Jackson kind of relating himself to a Jesus like figure in a way. I think he's referencing something. He wants he wants to experience something like what happened at the Jordan River because he's saying, "Hold me like the River Jordan." Okay. I think it's yeah. going back to what James said about uh, what, did, what did you refer to it earlier, James? I forget what you said about what about Jesus having like a Jesus Christ or about <laughs> <laughs> Jesus having a real Jesus Christ complex. <laughs> Michael Jackson having a real Jesus Christ complex. Jesus in his Jesus Christ pose all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't remember how yeah, Michael Jackson seems very much I mean okay, maybe a Jesus complex is uh maybe that's being dramatic. He certainly seemed to have like a victim complex and like a martyr like, kind of thing going on, right? Yeah, 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 and where he's like, all I'm trying to do is bring you love, and you're beating me down, and um, okay. So now applying applying that to the movie, is there any way to relate this to, like, is the Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan, <laughs> the Michael Jackson, um, Jesus character narrator, also able to relate to the whale or the boy? Or Lori Petty, <laughs> Michael Ironside, who is, who is boy-like. Sometimes I think it's a conversation between that can be taken from the view of the boy to the whale, the whale to the boy, because they need each other. They need each other to be there for one another, <clears throat> and they both feel insecure that the other will disappear. So they're holding each other. Yeah. This is is Michael. Jackson holding anybody in this, or is he just being the one held? I'm, Michael Jackson is taking the role of the narrator. I think I don't think that he, uh, but, but you know, but who knows? Like, like he said, the song was written before the movie, and it does not seem to make any. It doesn't hit on any specific plot points. Well, so to me, when I look at it from Michael Jackson's perspective, it's just him saying like he needs somebody to be there for him. I'm not uh, there's no there's no guarantee that this was necessarily written 
um, without knowledge of the movie. Um, but it it doesn't seem to. Yeah, because, I mean, he probably would have mentioned, like, an ocean instead of a river if he knew it was about a whale. Yeah, the the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson's knowledge of marine biology was fucking terrible. <laughs> Hold me, like, the ocean arctic. Where do, wait, wait, guys, hang on. I got to write this thing about this whale. Where do whales live? <laughs> wait, are they in rivers or whatever? Yeah, rivers. River, river, river. <laughs> okay. That was the first three lines of the song. <laughs> Maybe we should go a little further. Carry me like you are my brother. Love me like a mother. Will you be there? All right, so is it carry me like you are my mother, love me like a brother? And I forget the rest, I'm going to have to read it off the screen. Oh, will you be there? carry me you got the brother and the mother flipped carry me like you are my brother love me like a mother oh okay is it love me like a mother yes okay i thought it was love you like a mother so so the narrator this is so confusing so how are we loving oh okay i get it now never mind i was gonna say love me like a mother like like I was the mother, and you're loving me like I am your mother. Oh. But but he's really saying, "Love me like you're my mother." Yeah. Okay. Works well. Double entendre. Or he's saying, "Love me like a motherfucker," <laughs> and he didn't That's, want to drop the f bomb. Yeah, Prince came in to ghostwrite that line. <laughs> what was the word that he always substitutes when I want him to say "fuck"? It's not Dude. stuff. Stuff. Stuff is what he says when I think he really wants to say shit. But what does Michael say when he when I think he wants oh, to say love? Fuck. Does he just use no, love? not love. <laughs> 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 he says love way too much for that. I don't yeah, remember. Uh, I'd have to look back on some. I'd have to listen to our old episodes, but I'll never do that. <laughs> <laughs> never, because Matt Ringler is not on them. <laughs> That's a schlock uh, treatment joke. Yeah. That's an inside baseball reference right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Does this, do, do these words change anything? Do they make anything clearer? They make it even clearer to me that this is, an, uh, this is a question that was responded to by uh, whoever wrote uh, Lean on Me. <laughs> <laughs> Lean on me like a mother and stand by me like you were my brother. I don't know. Another yes. song where so, he talks about brother. Although this is the first time I think that he's rhymed it with mother. Is that is that right? God, at least, at least on Dangerous. Hmm. The last the last song you guys did, I think it was like Other and Brother, right? Yeah, I think so. And then another one was Dick Smothers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe such a great porn name was wasted on the non-porn actor? <laughs> Oh man, would that be like snuff porn? <laughs> literally smothered by a dick. Dick Smothers and Britney Spears here together yeah. in a completely innocent song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to perform. Whatever. Um, uh, okay, so will you be there? He's he's now asking it. Will you be there? So 
if he has to ask, will you be there? That means that, um, the, the character that he's singing to, or the, the concept that he's singing to hasn't necessarily been there. He's, he's kind of putting a rhetorical situation and asking if the other person or theme will be there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's no one carrying him or loving him currently. Right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And up until now, everything, all the all the verbs, hold, carry. <clears throat> well, he does say will. Never mind. I was I was gonna I was gonna say that um, they're all working in the present, but will throwing a will in there puts it to the future. It's pointless. One hundred percent unedited, folks. <laughs> we're not un, we're not afraid to go out on a limb here on this podcast, <laughs> and then saw the I, limb off while we're on it. I think we can all agree that whoever is telling, whoever speaking this tale, is dealing with a lot of insecurity Mm. and they have a neediness inside them that will not be sated until this person says, yes, I'll be there for you. Mm -hmm. In that case, it does, that does sort of parallel the life of the, uh, Jason James Richter in free Willy. What's what's the character's name? Do you remember Kirk? Uh, I don't remember. Snotty little kid. Snotty little kid. Yeah. Unappreciative little bastard. (laughs) Damn. Dirty. Coming down. Dirty little orphan. <laughs> DLO. <laughs> so he's pretty well, much... Uh, I can tell you the name of the character is Jesse. Jesse, that's right. So he starts out the film kind of a misfit. And, well, he spends most of the film as a misfit. Um, a, like a homeless runaway misfit who is just, like, acting out yet is desperately in search of his mother who abandoned him and will never be there for him. Um, so I suppose uh, as he's picked up by the cops and then sent over to a foster family, um, you, you can sort of see some parallels between the song and the character, though not so much with the whale. <laughs> I'm not I think seeing the, the whale. The whale might come in later because they start talking about wanting to be free later in the song. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Should have had whale sound effects. The effect on his voice here is really weird. What was that, Kirk? The, the effect on his voice in this part where he's just off in the background, it sounds really like tinny or something. Yeah, I think I think part of that is, um, we've, we've talked about it before, where um, it seems like uh, a lot of these are like first takes or completely like raw takes where in between the lyrics, he just kind of makes noise and improvises things. I think, I think that's sort of what's happening there. Um, he's just making some weird noises and somebody decided to throw an echo effect on it or some kind of, uh, what's that effect? Some kind of delay on it. Oh yeah. Um, and then not too much else, but I, I think it's okay. It fits and, uh, it's not 
obnoxious, like he's not like panting or anything, right. which we've heard in other songs, <laughs> or snapping. Well, you can't pant when you're, you know, you're selling a song to Free Willy, there can't be any panting on it. <laughs> Whoops. That's not play. Mary, can you hold me? When wrong will you scold me? When lost will you find me? Now, there's another, so a, a very weird production choice that separates this verse from the previous verses. His vocals are doubled, mm. but it's it's basically just like a stereo doubling of the vocals. The other one is not like a harmony or anything. It's right. just it just comes out of nowhere. It's like there's two really... Michael Jackson standing on each side of you yeah. singing at the same time. Yeah, I didn't understand where that came from. Um it was a it was an odd choice. I don't think it adds anything. Hmm. <laughs> In terms of production at least. So that's different from the so the first line couple of lines he wasn't he was just a single voice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe if anything it makes it a little more intense or something. Yeah. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree, <clears throat> Kirk. We can disagree. It's okay. <laughs> I hate it when mom and dad argue. Well, James, you're the uh you're the breaking vote here. I didn't even notice it. I think it's like <laughs> completely inconsequential. And uh but like I but it's been done on purpose. I mean, it wasn't like an accident that he, yeah, a second but vocal that, wasn't it, just accidentally that, it, captured. It was done on purpose, but it also could be something like where they were just sitting in the studio and the producer's like, well, I need to earn my money, so <laughs> why don't we just, oh, let's double those vocals right there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, Kirk. I had I had some trouble with these vocals. I mean, with the with the lyrics on this part, so I wouldn't I wouldn't cheat off my sheet. Okay. Uh, I hear it again. I think I I think I remember it. So was it like I couldn't tell if the first word was verily. Tell me, will you hold me? When wrong, will you scold me? Where else will you find me? Was that it? It's uh, actually weary. Oh. Tell me, will you hold me? When That's... wrong, will you scold me? When lost, will you find me? Ah. When lost, will you find me? Raleigh got the word weary right in his I got notes. Weary I didn't right. trust it. But I didn't, uh, I didn't get <clears throat> when, is it when wronged or when wrong? When wrong. When wrong and when lost will you find me? Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot of questions for a guy that doesn't use question marks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first sentence is, is like two different things that don't really... Was he saying, weary, tell me, will you hold me? What? Yeah, this was a perfect... It was a perfect chance for him to say, Willie, <laughs> tell me, will you hold me? <laughs> Like this, uh, the first million times I listened to this, I thought I thought he was saying a name that uh, I just wasn't understanding, and and then I was sort of hoping it was a name, but then I figured it was weary. It doesn't really make too much sense, but yes, he's just telling you how he feels, man. Yeah. Well, he's already complaining. That he wants you to carry him. <laughs> so he's clearly tired. Yeah. It's interesting. But that goes to the negative place too when wrong will you scold me like that's sort of uh up until now it's been sort of an like an idyllic situation and he's not forgetting um that he is imperfect and can mess up too and will need that kind of uh support 
from mm-hmm. a, from an authority figure. He knows that his Jesus complex is a thin veil. <laughs> um, he's, okay. he's walking on thin Jesus ice. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. You know, you get that thin Jesus ice early in the winter. It's really nice. Yeah, you can just walk right across that water. Did Jesus ever ever see snow? <laughs> no, he did not ever. He didn't. I, I guess not. He, he never did, saw no, snow. Did, Is there snow in the Bible anywhere? I, I would I would be amazed if there was. Maybe. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe now is. Is uh, where where Noah's Ark ends up? Is that like where they or where they claim it is in Mount Ararat? Is that in the Bible? Because there's definitely snow there. I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I mean, I think if that's, are you just saying that's where they've discovered what they think is? Well, Noah's that's Ark, like or? you know, it's long been disputed that that's where the Ark ended up, and I think there are references to that geographic area in the Bible, but I don't know for sure and if i had known that i'd be discussing this on a michael jackson podcast i would have paid more attention in sunday school when i was a child <laughs> you wouldn't have even known what a podcast was back then though <laughs> but it wouldn't it would be funny if i did and i kept saying that uh i kept saying podcast podcast you know that like when uh when people when you know i don't know if you guys recall or if you guys were into computers before they were commonplace but uh you know I remember trying to talk to people about like message boards on Prodigy and stuff and CompuServe in like 1993, and people just thought you were crazy. <laughs> They're like, "What are you talking about? You talk to people on the computer? Are you nuts?" <laughs> I so, never. I don't even know what a computer is. I don't have. I can't relate to anything you're talking about. Oh, that's right. We're doing this on ham radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a radio made out of a ham. Um, <laughs> Kirk, come on. No, come I on, was. Kirk. I was fortunate to have. Uh, many uh, similarly nerdy friends who were all using message boards as well. Not uh, even, not even ad, as advanced as Prodigy. We all, we were all on local message boards. Oh shit! <laughs> Them local Jersey message boards. It's like some war games kind of shit. <laughs> uh-huh. My first introduction to to such things was the Cleveland Freenet. Which was something Wally was able to get onto because he had a modem. <laughs> My family didn't even have like we had computers, but no connection to to the greater world out there through the computers. Mm-hmm. We were like isolated in our little own computer house, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like Tron. You were trapped inside of it. Yeah. Or the lawnmower man. <laughs> was he trapped inside, or was he, he in a virtual reality? thing i think yeah he was in i mean his world was infinite if he wanted it to be because he was the lawnmower man man why hasn't there been any movies where people are trapped in a game boy or something (laughs) (laughs) well because super mario brothers the movie was such a dismal failure (laughs) that didn't stop them from making double dragon the movie (laughs) that's true that's dear but you know what you're right part of which was shot in cleveland cleveland just keeps coming up oh man so you're telling you're telling me that Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano were in Cleveland at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yep. Alyssa and Milano. nobody in your family got pregnant. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, from them? <laughs> How's Alyssa Milano gonna impregnate one of us? We, we were you're four... not thinking you're not thinking fourth dimensionally, Kirk. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, if Alyssa Milano is out there right now listening, 
I, I want to work with her someday because uh, I, I know I've name dropped working with Judith Light in the past. <laughs> well, on this on this podcast, well, you have I don't remember I have, that yeah. at all. <laughs> yes, I, I brought that up once before. Well, as of this week, I have also worked with Tony Danza. Oh, so now I'm coming for you, Alyssa. You're the. I mean, okay. First of all, and that entire passage is creepy. And second of all, <laughs> I'm. I think Kirk and I are both very happy that your Pilates business is taking off like this. <laughs> Riley is quite a flexible guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so put- Michael's about to get intense. This is we're we're coming up to the intense portion of the song. <gasps> However, since we're not going back to uh, this um, this vocal melody that he's been singing, I think it's time that we should bring up some of the other lawsuits that were that Michael was involved with um, <laughs> as a result of the song. song. Yeah. Um, so there was a second lawsuit. Um, from an Italian fella uh, who went by Al Al Bano. <laughs> that was his. Uh, was he a very that was pale stage Italian name. man? Um, and that's also a, a veiled Super Mario Brothers reference. It is Captain Lou Albano was oh. in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Um, Albano Carisi is is the fellow that sued uh, Michael Jackson for plagiarism. Um, based on his song, it's something Italian. So do you want me to, to but you're Italian as well? Yeah, go, I did, go I for it. I German already? Go for it. Okay, the song in question, the English translation is uh, The Swans of Balaka. And I believe uh, I've never attempted Italian before, but I think it's, it's you know, how hard can it be? It must be uh, <laughs> I, I Signi di Balaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's better than I could do. So uh, it, that you may be you may very well be correct. Um, so I'm gonna now that now that the melody of uh, "Will You Be There" is hopefully still fresh in your mind. I'm going to play "E Signi de Balaka" or "Chigni" maybe "Chigni de Balaka." I don't know. Here it comes. just goes on i think shall bella it, throw that guy in jail <laughs> <laughs> so i believe that song is from 1987 maybe even earlier uh wow. everything's in italian on this web page so let's see even though but, uh, the rhythm section sounds exactly like very what michael similar, jackson right? was doing but the 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 court case had a weird turn because uh, so this guy filed this lawsuit against Michael Jackson, and then seven years went by, uh, 
and Michael just never showed up to court. So they ruled in favor of Albano Carisi. Uh, but then later, like there was a follow-up case in which the court rejected uh, that. They, were, they like ruled in favor of Michael, and then they their final decision was like, well, both songs were possibly influenced by this Ink Spots song from 1939. Wow. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to that right now. Fuck yeah. Bless you for being an angel. Bless you for being an angel. Just when it seemed that heaven was not for me. All right, and that pretty much just repeats over and over again. Ciao, Bella. Throw everybody in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so the Ink Spot song, uh, if you take the first the first few words of it, or the first couple lines, it's very similar to both of the other two songs. Um, each, each one departs, though, after the first few notes. They're all very similar, um, but the melody itself seems to go off into a different place. So I could see how a court would um, would say it's not plagiarism, um, though you can't deny how close they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And while we're throwing out court cases, I'm going to say the beginning of this Ink Spot song... Sounds a lot like this to me. Is that Happy Trails? No, close though. Shadows on the trail. No guesses yet? Oh, is that from Three Amigos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. The, the Randy Newman tune from Three Amigos. That's Randy Newman? Yeah, he wrote it. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. All the guys from Three Amigos are singing it, but uh, Randy Newman wrote it. I always assumed that was just like an old Western standard or something. Well, you're I wrong. Was, I think you're it wrong. It's a song written in the style of the Ink Spots. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to get sued. I'm, I assume the Ink Spots never pursued any legal, uh, any legal action. Um, I've just just reading around the internet. It seems like the Ink Spot song was probably ripped off of like a Native American uh, chant or tune in the first place. So, oh my God, this goes all the way yeah. back to the dinosaurs, guys. <laughs> Everyone's just going to keep ripping off everybody else, and there's going to be one plesiosaurus. <laughs> That came up with the original melody, which eventually, oddly enough, morphed into our modern whale. (laughs) So the whale is the one that's going to end up with all the money. Yeah, not anymore because he died. (laughs) I wonder how they, do you think they paid that whale in any way? Probably paid its handler maybe and maybe gave it a few extra fishes. I wonder how that's handled. 
We need to get a we need to get a uh, an animal training expert on the show sometime. <laughs> I mean, Probably I don't think not. whales like you know how I know that whale didn't get any money because whales don't have pockets. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah, I guess they got blowholes, man. They yeah. have singular blow. They don't have multiple blowholes. <laughs> well, multiple whales have multiple blowholes. Hey, if your whale has more than one blowhole, you got you got to take that whale back to Whales R Us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bowl hole. If it's three, if it has three holes in its head, it's like a bowling ball. So it's a bowl hole. <laughs> It's not it a could, bowl hole. I mean, that would be so difficult to bowl with a whale. <laughs> no, Depends. God bowls with whales. Oh. Get a big enough slip and slide, it won't be that hard. <laughs> All right, let's hear a little more of this damn song. We're about to get to the intense part. They told me a man should be faithful and walk for not equal and fight till the Yeah, and he's back to back to one single vocal, but he's very. Di- it's a very different tone than what we've heard so far. It's getting it's getting intense. You know, I will say that I think this song has one of Michael's best vocal performances. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't consider that, but it is a very clean, very memorable vocal performance. You're right. And he leaves out all the other nonsense he kind of got into eventually with the weird noises he would make in every song and like the mm-hmm. the very jacksonian uh <laughs> elements <laughs> he kind of just lets this song be its own thing yeah anyway you want me to try to interpret the words or, or say the words go for it i almost completely forgot all right but they told <laughs> me a man should be faithful mm-hmm. and walk when not able and fight to the end, but I'm only human. That's 100% correct, Kirk wow. Howell. That's much better than what I came up with. <laughs> what do I win? Twizzlers that you brought. <laughs> nice. You, you get James Green's Twizzlers. Ha, That's fine, guys. I eat red vines anyway. I don't uh, mess with that entry-level Twizzler nonsense. <laughs> okay, so a man is meant to be faithful? A man should mm. be faithful. A, a man should be faithful. Yeah, I don't know where mm-hmm. I'm getting this meant thing from. And and what's the what's the line after that? And walk when not able. And walk when not able. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a okay. This there's a lot of miracles here that I wasn't uh I was either subconsciously ignoring or uh I don't even know. Uh, but I know the whale's not gonna walk, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's kinda like uh that's so, um, it's like I get what he's saying. Like, you know, you got to try to keep pushing forward. But uh, but he's also saying, like, they told me these things. But, but, you know, I'm just one guy and I'm not powerful enough. So I need you to help me be faithful and walk and fight. Yeah. So now it's, it's, it's back to, again, it's the kid sort of... Uh, <clears throat> The kid who has flaws, and the kid is in trouble all the time, and he's just trying to do the right thing, even though he doesn't try. He doesn't always try that hard to do the right thing, um, such as in in the movie where 
he he finally decides he has to go save Willie, and the only way he's going to save Willie is by stealing his parents' truck without their permission in the middle of the night. Um, when the parents absolutely would have granted him permission if yeah. he had just asked them. There were a lot of weird choices at that point in the film. Nobody called the cops to report this whale abuse. Yeah. Um, nobody asked for it. It was just like the kid and two adults who worked at the aquarium or something. Yeah, this is we're actually at the part of the movie right now. Where oh, wow. He's, where he, he's trying to wake up Randolph, the, uh, the Native American uh, spiritual fellow that's... In, that's in the film and i was expecting i thought randolph was going to be dead in this scene oh, <laughs> oh, wow, you went really dark yeah i thought i thought um i thought the people that were trying to kill willie their natural naturally their next step would have been to also kill randolph <laughs> but, but that didn't happen <laughs> anyway uh, but who who is this they Michael's even talking about in this line? But they told me they told you me. know it's the same they who's who tell you a penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> his mother and his brother. Yeah, yeah, Catherine and Tito, constantly riding his ass about walking when he can't. <laughs> and then is the line a man should be faithful? Is that? And when I first say that, it's like a man should be faithful, what, to his wife? Like, not sleep around? Or is that should have faith, like, in God and stuff? In Gad. Gad. Oh, you're talking about Gad? I don't think that he would have mean. He mean, doesn't mean it in that particular manner. <laughs> I think he's saying that you just got to be, like, faithful, not maybe to your wife, but to your community. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the loved ones who surround you. I guess I can see what you're seeing, Dare. Well, thank God. (laughs) I'm not going to thank God. I'm going to thank the community, the whales. Oh, yeah, you got me there. See, you know, I'm uh, I'm a secular humanist, so uh, I can't keep up with this stuff. (laughs) All right. Now things are about to get even more intense in this song. Oh, oh, actually, they're not going to. First, we're going to have a little musical interlude (laughs) with a bunch of snapping. Do you think the snaps count as percussion? Is that Maybe. is that what this person? Uh, what was their name? The credit is the percussionist. There were three credited percussionists. There was uh, Bilbo Baggins, uh, <laughs> Paulina, Paulina, Paulino DeCosto, Brad Buxer, and Bruce Sweden. Oh, Paulino's a guy. Is he? What do you mean, the guy? Does he owe you money? <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he's the I'm guy. Just looking at his picture, he's, he's a guy. guy. He's a guy. He's a Brazilian percussionist born in Rio. Um, doesn't say. Oh my God, this guy's been on every every album that has ever been recorded. Oh, he's done stuff with O'Brien, The Offspring, Klaus Ogerman. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not going to try to figure out what he's doing exactly but uh if all he's doing is snapping on this album then i guess he's i'll tell you what he's credit. doing riley he's he's making it rain <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I can definitely see how they would need to hire somebody to snap though, because I got the worst snap in the world. All I get is I don't get much yeah. much of the sound of my finger hitting my palm. I just get like a like a of my fingers rubbing together. It's the worst. That, that's messed up. Because I mean, I guess there's it's not like bad. this. My right hand's the worst. It's such a dull thud. It's because I got short thumbs. Um, hey guys, this is what my snap sounds like. That is a tight that, snap. That is beautiful. We Why, can, thank you. Uh, I'm going to be the next Paulino da Costa, and I will work with such luminaries as 10,000 Maniacs, Najee, Pieces of a Dream, and Mini Ripperton. <laughs> I, have, I have a fun a fun stereo trick we could do now that uh, I have someone else in the studio with me. I can separate Kirk and I to the right and to the left. Wow. Let me see. I actually... That didn't quite do it. Oh, wait, no. That's not what I wanted. I want to do this. Here we go. Now yeah. I should be on the left side, I think, right now. And I should be on, on the, the right, right side. You won't, you won't hear it that way. Oh. Only James will hear it that way. I don't hear it that way at all. Okay. I hear you in both <laughs> well, ears, then, and I don't hear Kirk at all. Well, then he's not. <laughs> you don't hear Kirk at all anymore? No. Hello, hello, hello. You're not here. Yeah, that? I hear him. I hear him in the distance. All like right, he's Kirk's creeping up. Raleigh's trapped windows. me in his. Raleigh trapped me in his computer and his heard modem. That, right. Yeah, I hear that. Now. Okay, oh. so James won't be able to hear this experiment, but the listeners <laughs> will be able to hear this experiment. Here's what we're gonna do, Kirk. I'm gonna put us on a stereo mix right now, and we're both gonna snap. Oh. And uh, <laughs> it'll like sound really cool <laughs> for, okay. for everybody listening. And James, you could you could do the hold me part or you could do you make whale sounds or i'm speak, just gonna i'm gonna tell snaps like putting down your mama all right here we go <laughs> leopardactyl exclusive here here we go one two three go your mama's so fat she jumps in the air and gets stuck uh your mama's so fat when she sits around the so house uh she really sits around the <laughs> wait, house wait, I, was, I was gonna try to bounce it no we're supposed forth. to do it together Same so time. it's so it's a fun like, stereo thing as if we're two michael jackson as if we're two michael jacksons yeah as okay. if we're as if we're two percussionists hired by michael jackson <laughs> maybe we can in between the in between the snaps we'll clap oh my god and that way we can keep the rhythm better <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go one <laughs> two three Go snap! Uh, your mom is so Indigo Girls. She Enrique Iglesias is. Uh, your mom is so the Jets. She Elton John all over Jamiroquai. Uh, your mom is so Jose Feliciano. She Joe Lamonted until Boney James came home. All right, that was beautiful. That was that was beautiful. Was it? Yeah, that was a great that was a great moment. That's going on the highlight reel for sure of uh Yaks and Jackson's uh greatest hits. Theme song so this from e- Free Willy this Five epi- right there. This episode's gonna be five hours, right? I don't I know. Mean, what are we up to now? Well, it's like one forty. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're it's only one twenty. We're okay. Oh, only one twenty. Okay. O- only one twenty. We're fine. We're oh, and we're you know, we're halfway through the song. For for a for a long song, we're doing we're in good shape, I think. Guys, I think we should try to pull a whole 360. What? Do it twice? Just three hours and 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, three hours and... Wait, three hours and 60 so minutes? So four yeah. hours? <laughs> no, James! Three hours and 60 minutes! <laughs> or three hours and one little hour. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't believe that that shit is like you're still bringing up the fact that I said that shit. I'm I love it. I love the concept of little seconds. It makes it all so much easier. You don't have to know <laughs> tenths or hundredths or any of that mathematical stuff. It's just a little second. If you understood how much peyote I do before each episode, you would be you would be uh, applauding the fact that I can even put sentences together. <laughs> All right, back to the song. All right, uh, unless someone else has something to say about Michael Jackson only being human. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kirk, do your magic. All right. Everyone's taking control of me. Seems like the world's got a role for me. I'm so confused. Will you show to me? You'll be there for me and care enough to bear me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So there's clearly a reference to Care Bears in that last line. <laughs> well, which Care Bear? Uh... Was there a, a skeletal hermit bear? <laughs> <laughs> which which care bear murdered whales? <laughs> Tenderheart. Was there a cloying sentimentality bear? <laughs> I think they all were. Well, not though. I'm sure there was a one. There was probably a bear who was grumpy or like oh, yeah. mad all the time. No, that was the dwarves. <laughs> no, well, I mean, the Care Bears are just a ripoff of the Seven Dwarves. Are they? Uh, yeah, little bipedal creatures with distinct personalities that all kind of look the same. Okay. If that's all Care Bears mean to you, James, fine. What about the Smurfs? <laughs> the, Smur- the Smurfs are a social construct that don't exist anywhere. Oh, like gender? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well... All I think all of these, the Smurfs, the Dwarves, and the Care Bears were all based on a Native American story of tiny little. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I don't, that's why I don't. I don't. I am not the improv genius here. Oh, none of us are. That's okay. Yeah, Wait, but, you're not multi improvisationalist <laughs> Hot Rally Hatch. Kirk, Kirk, you've at least taken improv classes. No, I've I not. You haven't. That's Matt Ringler. That's no, what you're thinking didn't of. Didn't you take classes? Oh, didn't you take something at Upright Citizens Brigade? Nah, never. Who the hell am I thinking of? Or is this an acting? Are you improvising right now? <laughs> and you're so convincing. I'm using my my <laughs> no but. It's no, that's the opposite of yes and. Yeah, I just learned all about that today. I'm reading the Tina Fey's autobiography. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about improv at all. So I just I just learned about the rules of improv today for the first no, you time. Didn't. <laughs> Kirk, <laughs> you're breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, I got to get us back on the rails because clearly you, you guys are not going to. Yeah. So this I'm part, sorry, I feel like I'm tied up in the caboose and I can't do anything. <laughs> Does that mean you, you're like constipated? Is that your way of saying? You're having digestion <laughs> in the caboose. <laughs> that's not. That's how I'm going to describe constipation from now on for the rest of my life. <laughs> um. So okay. So everyone's taking control of him. 
Seems like the world's got a role for me. He's going back mean? into his Jesus thing again I, here, I think. What is the role for him? Uh, to, to die for humanity's sins, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I tense. I don't know. I, the, I don't the, understand any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to attempt to to uh, interpret this. I'm just... I mean, maybe he doesn't have a clearly defined role. He just means like the way that people project what they want onto you. Mm. Maybe being kind of pushed this way and that by his managers and and staff or whatever. What his his fans want. Oh, is this this him crying about how tough his life is again? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it. Is that what he's getting at? Well, Raleigh, you're the one who said he was born into an abnormal family. (laughs) So, you know, there's nothing he could do about it. It's not like they could drop him in the ocean and he could swim to find a new family of whales. Well, yeah, that's true. Do you think Michael Jackson could even swim? Like, is there any... Like, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like if he swam. I don't think so. I don't think he's ever even touched water in his life. Well, they told me a Michael Jackson should be whaleful and swim when not able. <laughs> they? Who's this they? It's, it's just... The uh, Care Bears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah i bet he has never i bet he can't swim well Hmm. he's certainly not now for you see he is dead you know who else can't swim wally chung wally chung Chung. com. international filmmaker wally chung yeah can't swim have we i feel like we've talked about this before i mean i feel Uh, like that we keep bringing up these (laughs) these like super like inside people like you know people are gonna i mean we might as well be talking about like the 72 mets it's like well you know ron swoboda can't swim <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm pretty sure we've mentioned wally chung on the podcast before but for those who are still listening despite not knowing who wally <laughs> chung is wally and kirk grew up together in ohio and then went on to form several bands together and uh that's about it wally yeah. can't swim is what you're saying wally was uh was originally poised to be um one of our first guests but that all fell apart that's before, not what i'm asking riley i'm asking can ask wally him. swim <laughs> wally can't swim he's taken some lessons but he can't swim he's, he's afraid of the ocean i think he can swim he just refuses to swim i think he <laughs> believes that he cannot swim and therefore he won't swim. The well man, that's because he's be believing that the world has got a role for him and he needs someone to show him <laughs> and to be a care bear for him <laughs> i tried to show him i've i've taken wally to the ocean before and he had to go to the bathroom and i tried to show him just go in the water if you have to <sighs> pay. and he, he couldn't do it he 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 just went to a pay toilet instead he paid to use the the toilet. He paid to use the toilet. Oh. When when God's toilet was sitting right there, chump. <laughs> you know, I have a great Wally Chung story that I I will I will talk about when this episode's over to make sure it's okay. It's suitable <laughs> to go on the air. Okay, well we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that on a future episode then. We'll pretend. Well, to, if it's if you consider it suitable, just if we pretend ever... to stop recording at the end, Raleigh, but leave it, leave it rolling. <laughs> oh, no. Kirk, you're we, so slick. Kirk. You're so slick like that, Kirk. I'm sorry, Kirk. We never we never record the show after the show. Uh, Some things have to be between us, fellas. Yeah, like man, those yeah. Listen, the the fur starts flying. <laughs> the Care Bear fur. We take the Care Bears out, and yeah, 
<laughs> well, oh, so the last line here, he says, uh, will you be there for me and care enough to bear me? So I assume bear means like carry or does it mean give birth to? I think it means deal with, <laughs> like put up with. Oh, bear. like I can't bear Michael Jackson bear. in his ways. Yes, because he's hanging out with a lot of fops. <laughs> <laughs> he was a time traveler, so. <laughs> I simply can't bear that 20th century ball. Where do you think he got his big fluffy shirt from? <laughs> uh, Steinfeld. <laughs> Is that Seinfeld, but he's just got a big beer stein? He's like, what's the deal with my alcoholism? Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Frankensteinfeld's monster. (laughs) Um, So, so that part of the song that we just heard, um, in terms of like songwriting, um, I guess we could call that a bridge. Um, even though, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't traditionally go back to any part we've heard before. Um, it's definitely a, a cool departure. Um, and, since I started listening to the song in the past week, this this section of the song is the one that uh, is most memorable to me. Even though, like the big hook is the the other verse or the the part that follows this part, um, for some reason the the very brief bridge has become stuck in my in my head like constantly. Yeah. Well, the way it ends is like super catchy too. It kind of goes up into a little funky. I don't know, little little a little dance of the voice, if you will. <laughs> dance, the care enough to bear me. Yeah. Dee 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 do. Yeah. Bow. Swinging. Yep. I agree. Oh, that was some ace voice dancing, Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this song. I like everything we've heard so far, except for the Beethoven. I mean, not that I don't like Beethoven, but. That was the only part that didn't really fit. But mm-hmm. I like everything we've heard. Yeah. So simple. It's uh every everything everything's been really simple instrumentation. Um really simple production. Yeah. And and yeah, definitely I mean, different than every song we've heard so far. The I guess the closest you could compare it to is probably mm-hmm. Heal the World, mm-hmm. only because it's slow and epic um and serious. But it, but like ultimately, it doesn't sound like "Heal the World." This sounds kind of murkier, maybe. Well, it sounds like it belongs in the era it's in. But uh, yeah. "Heal the World" sounded like it was a throwback to yeah an earlier time. To, to "We Are the World," even though James disagrees with that. What are you saying? What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. Don't, nothing. Don't even Raleigh. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay, now we're gonna get into. Um, Kirk's favorite part of the song, the parts what? that modulate. Oh, <laughs> here they come! I'm just gonna I'm gonna let a lot of these just fly, and then I'll, then I'll stop Hit. it later. Hit it, bro. Carry me, 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 carry me
think he just hiccuped in there. <laughs> was that that wasn't one of us, was it? It's highly possible. I, I'm gonna rewind this a little bit. I want to hear that hiccup again. That was a hiccup. Wow. He is uh, only human, and then he hiccups. He that's, is. That's really a. I wish I want to just isolate that. <laughs> now I really want to listen to the acapella version. He's really proving his own point about being human. He should have just ripped a fart right there. <laughs> or burp or something. Yeah. Or he knocked the microphone over and the whole the record scratch happens. And I don't know. That doesn't really happen. Um, all right. So I guess I'll, I'll keep it stopped here for a while. If you want to, there's just so many words. I couldn't understand all of them. Um, I've got some hold me's, some carry me's, lead me, love me, fist me. <laughs> I, th- I thought I heard that at one point. Um, I'll say that the weirdest, I think the weirdest stuff he says in here is uh, um, heal me and bathe me. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I guess it's not weird, but he says lay your head lowly, softly, then boldly. Like, like uh, that lay how do you lay your head boldly i don't understand that lay your head boldly he says lay your head lowly softly oh. then boldly and lowly doesn't lowly usually mean like someone who's depressed or feeling down or does he just mean put your head low literally low <clears throat> i i don't know what's asking it almost sounds like he's hinting at some kind of oral sex thing oh kirk you just had to take it there I was gonna take you know, it you don't ask Kirk Halley on a podcast without realizing he's going to take it there. <laughs> I'm going to lay 11. my head lowly when I come on your podcast. We've made it 11 episodes without going to that kind of trash. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? No, I'm not. I think, we, I think trash, we did discuss that early on. So. That we trash is my bread and butter. episode with oral sex. Oh, here's the, here's <laughs> the iconic scene. It's happening right now live. Oh, the whale's jumping over the boy, oh, the and whale. all that water... We're all missing it. ...is raining down. I'm, in, I'm sorry, motion. James, that you can't be here for this. It's so I, beautiful. I gotta say, the splash when Willie hits the water looks so fake. It's all fake. This whole thing is fake. <laughs> <laughs> you mean life? You're right. <laughs> so I read like 50% of the whale shots were animatronic or CGI. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it looked pretty good, I thought. I didn't have any issues. I didn't think it looked fake ever. Oh, the yes. whale? Yeah, it's, just it's, the splashes. It looked pretty good the whole time. Yeah. Except for that scene. That was really it. <clears throat> just the one big, important, triumphant yeah. scene. Just the one really big, important part of the movie that shows up in the video <laughs> and is spoiled <laughs> on the cover of the movie and the cover of the soundtrack. Sort of a weird choice for them to uh, do that. Just like not put all their money into that part of the movie. Yeah, that could have been that could have been the entire movie. Well, I mean, do you really think that? Do do you think anybody thought that they made this whale movie with a kid and the whale wasn't gonna live or the whale wasn't like? You think they were gonna kill the whale off? Yeah, you never know. Old Yeller. Yeah. Well, you got me there. Bambi die? No, Bambi lives, right? Yeah. 
Bambi lives but, with all the other animals in the forest. But die. God, Godzilla then kills Bambi. Yeah. Eventually. I would have just... This movie would have been just as good if it had been two hours of just whales jumping in the air and then <laughs> splashing with this with this will you be there playing in the background. <laughs> I didn't need the rest of the movie. You know, there's there was at one time a program on the Animal Planet that was literally just like they would take a bunch of kittens or puppies and like put them on a couch and they would <laughs> film them in, the in like real time. <laughs> And it was like, who is this for? <laughs> it just was very bizarre. Is that that Too so, Cute show? Uh, I don't know, maybe. No, Too Cute know. has narration and it has a, a very heavy-handed plot to each oh, episode. Really? Yeah, I've never seen it. They edit it stuff together, but they add this like contrived sort of like plot that things are happening. It's really just a bunch of animals running around. Oh. Is it foreign? Uh, I think it's made in the U.S., I've watched it quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's too cute. It's too cute to not watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got to say about Michael Jackson's vocal style in this section of the song. It was bugging me. For some reason, it was seeming funny to me. Like his really high kind of distorted delivery. And I was like, what does that remind me of? It's like a cartoon. It's like it's like Cartman from South Park or something. <laughs> and then I realized it was uh, it's Ween doing Push the Little Daisies. Oh. And once I heard that that voice in my head, I can't not hear it in this section. Like at the end? Yeah, just where he's like, Put your little daisies and make a cover! <laughs> it just sounds like that to me. And now whenever I hear that section, I, I kind of laugh a little bit. It's not funny either. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's later. later in the song, yeah. If you think, <laughs> well, you suck. Because you know I ain't nothing about a user uh, of your life. I thought it was right there. Little daisies and make them come up. Push a little daisies and make them come up. Push a little daisies and make them come up. Push a little daisies and make them come up. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. Now you ruined the song for me <laughs> <laughs> and our millions you know, as, of listeners. As, an, as annoying as uh, that performance is by Ween, as much as it haunts our souls, it is nowhere near as disturbing as the like final moments of this of uh, "Will You Be There" when Michael is reciting his spoken word portion, where she sounds like he's 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 speaking through a, a wall of tears and like he's got snot running down his nose because he's so upset i almost until you just mentioned that i completely put that part out of my mind and i was pretending <laughs> I, I was almost ready to just stop and wrap it up here <laughs> and not have mm-hmm. to subject ourselves to that section but but it is indeed gonna happen and we will have to cover it well, you can just we you can just play it once the whole way through because there's no, I, there's no way that I can make it through. Like if we keep stopping and starting it, it's going to be like nails going into my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll just play it once and then we can all take turns performing it. Also, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a little, I'm a little sniffly today. 
plus we just we just finished up free willy it's just it just stopped playing so now i'm, I'm all sad and uh ready to cry but you've got all the other films in the jason james richter dvd collection such as true. free willy 2 free willy 3 the never ending story 3 <laughs> and free willy 4 the rise of the lycan that's the one that crisscross is in <laughs> Um, yeah, so this week I, uh, I bought all four Free Willy movies because um, mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted Kirk to watch the movie, and I thought I found it free online. Um, free Free Willy? Free, I thought I found Free Free Willy, and it turned out that I actually found, the, I think it was the Spanish dubbed version, and so none of us could watch it that way. So I said, let me go down to the used CD DVD store in Hoboken called Tunes and see if I can find this DVD for sale, used. And after lots of digging, I found it for a dollar. So <laughs> for 25 cents, I was able to watch Free Willy for you folks. And so was Kirk. So we got our money's worth. Yeah, I watched it last night. James, I feel bad that you have not seen the movie yet. So maybe I, maybe I'll mail it to you. Or something. <laughs> no, I mean you know I'm gonna get on a plane and I'm gonna come to New Jersey for one of these episodes and um, I'll just we can do that can be our pre-show activity is watching Free Willy and getting loaded on Twizzlers. Okay, Twizzlers, Free Willy, and then we'll go do some Michael Jackson karaoke and record it all, and then that'll be a whole episode. <laughs> fantastic so it'll just be audio of the movie playing for the whole hour and a half then the sound of you guys chewing on twizzlers or red vines if free willy's missing anything it's a commentary track by three idiots uh, eating twizzlers <laughs> who have no connection to the film <laughs> you know i i have uh i have a bathtub now in this uh in this new house that i live in we could all do it in the bathtub and watch the movie and make splashing sounds too. <laughs> <laughs> Will we fit in the bathtub? Yeah. Well, I actually it, we actually have three bathtubs. We could each go in a different bathtub and do it at the same time. Well, each, that's going to we're still going to need we're still going to need our computers and Skype if we're in three different <laughs> bathtubs. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> All right. So, uh we've modulated a couple times. I don't think we've fully modulated uh all three or four times, however many times it comes up. Um, James, actually, do you have you have all the lyrics? Can you do you want to just run through them real quick? The hold me, starting with hold me. I would love to. Uh, hold me, lay your head lowly, softly then boldly, carry me there, lead me, love me and feed me, kiss me and free me. I will feel blessed. Carry, carry me boldly, lift me up slowly, carry me there. Save me, heal me, and bathe me. Softly, you say to me, I will be there. Lift me, lift me up slowly, carry me boldly, show me you care. Hold me, lay your head lowly, softly, then boldly, carry me there. Need me, love me, and feed me, kiss me, and free me. I will feel blessed. Okay. Was that a question mark at the end of that (laughs) statement? I added that. That was my own interpretation. Dot, dot, dot. Huh. He's got some real specific instructions for how you need to hold him like the River Jordan. He made it sound so easy in the first stanza. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to just is- hold you like the River Jordan, and then I'm your friend. Okay. You think that doesn't sound easy to me? Hold me like a river? Like, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to begin. <laughs> That's a good point, too. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how rivers hold people exactly. 
this whole section I I thought was from the whale's perspective <laughs> because <laughs> because we have the feed me and bathe me parts and yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but do really you, a whale is in water. Do you have to bathe it? <laughs> well, so in the movie, I don't want, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie, but Willie gets freed from the <laughs> from the from the tub that he's swimming in. And after the Native American guy is not murdered. Yes. <laughs> after Randolph, the, the Native American, is lives. <laughs> Randolph, the Native American. <laughs> yes. He survives the not murder attempt. <laughs> and then uh, Willie is put onto the trailer of a truck and driven around uh, Seattle or Astoria, wherever it is. I don't know. It looks like the whole, the whole part looks like it was filmed in the same place as Goonies and Kindergarten Cop. Um, so I guess like whales are mammals. I learned that from, from Star Trek four. So <laughs> they breathe air, but apparently they still need to be wet for some reason or else they get dried out. So the kid every once in a while still has to like bathe him in water. Like the kid still has to squirt him mm. with, with water to keep the, him from dying or something. Yeah. Do you think that the Goonies and Free Willy Kid went to the same school as Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> I, I don't think that. Well, the kid in Free Willy, I don't think went to school. I think he was a uh, he was a runaway. I don't He's a street think he urchin anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're. Oh, that's right. You you mentioned what a despicable, disgusting hobo he was at the top <laughs> of the episode. I believe Dirty Orphan was what I called him. <laughs> Just also another Dirty Orphan was uh, the girl from Halloween, Danielle Harris. Hmm. She was uh she's the girl I think turns into Michael Myers or Michael Myers like uh is her is her like half brother or something. Oh. And I think he yeah. like possesses her from one of the movies. Is she I, I in really Free know. Willy? She's in Free Willy. She's one of the other dirty orphans. Oh. <laughs> one, this one of the disgusting filthy tramps. One of the dirty orphans uh that meets up with <clears throat> Jesse and they eat stolen wedding cake at a skate park. Before the cops come and break up. Oh yeah, party. and the cops are ridiculously intent on like capturing these kids who are just hanging out in a park at night. They had no reason to believe they were breaking any laws. Yeah. Well, but truancy is a crime. I mean, if they're not going to school, they need to be. Well, like, guys, I have a lot invested in truancy, <laughs> and they did. They were eating a stolen cake too. Which you is know what? The, 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 I don't think partial. the Goonies went to school either. Those kids didn't seem to have any, any goddamn manners. <laughs> <laughs> they were good enough. No, they weren't. They need to be executed <laughs> for war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> or wharf crimes, because they live near the water. <laughs> Go to hell. I hate you so much. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad Kirk's bringing the puns, because uh, I think we, we used most of them just in the discussions of uh, getting together for this podcast. And I think we blew our load pretty early. Orca, did we? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that pun was just a fluke occurrence. Oh, good. I'm glad you got these. Thank you, Kurt. Whale semen. (laughs) (laughs) Sperm. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's hear some more modulation.
he saying? Was he saying I get lowly or I get lonely? I thought lonely, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, nobody says I get lowly sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think that's an improvisation. I don't even see it in here. Uh, I see all I see is lowly. Okay, he did throw in the woo though. That's the first uh, trademarked Michael Jackson sound we've heard in this song. Yeah, he tends to uh, he tends to let those rip in these uh, in these breakdowns in the vocal breakdowns. In terms of uh, in terms of vocal breakdowns, I don't know. We need to come up with a better term for this thing. Where Michael, where Michael goes off at the end of songs. <laughs> I'm glad you're tough making it sound like it's a hardcore song. <laughs> Michael's um, breakdown, he fucking goes off on his music. I feel like, uh, so Remember the Time, I think, has been the best Michael go off part uh, of Danger so far. This one's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. There have been some crappy ones on the album, but this one's, this one's pretty good. Um, he's not being... I don't think he's being corny. He's using enough of the lyrics um, that it's not like a crazy departure from the theme of the song. It seems like he's really just uh, taking what other people are singing to a more intense level, as you would do with this kind of uh, this kind of section of a song. Yeah, it's almost like a like a call and response. It almost sounds like you're in some crazy church service. Yeah, where. Gospel singers are, are giving it their all, and then there's some some dude jumping around up there, just really letting it rip. Yeah, definitely more gospel than New Jack mm. swing. Mm. Such is the way when multi instrumentalist Teddy Riley is absent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep joking about the modulation at this part um, because Kirk is a. Kirk is like a modulator. Like, <laughs> whenever Kirk writes songs, I've I've since I've I've worked with Kirk a lot over the, over the past ten years. We've written songs together and have written songs apart. And uh, <laughs> one one theme that I frequently make fun of Kirk for, in in a respectful way, is he likes to modulate choruses. And I'm Kirk. I'm wondering if you if you might have something to say about. The, the thought process behind modulation in songs and why Michael might be so drawn to it, or even if you think you may be influenced by Michael Jackson's songwriting style. Hmm. That is, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, probably everybody who's heard some Michael Jackson music has been influenced by it in some way. I don't think I am consciously. I don't think I make an attempt to have a Michael Jackson sound. <laughs> if, I, if I do, then I'm quote, clearly failing at it. Um, but modulation for me, I think just is a way to take a part that you're repeating a lot of times and make it interesting and kind of raise the intensity level by raising the notes higher Mm -hmm. as you go. So it's less boring. Yeah. Do you think, uh, for this, in this song, for instance, do you think he's overusing it? Is there, is there a point where you can modulate too much? Hmm. Probably. I don't think he's going too far here, though. I think it's just... I, th- I don't think it's gone on to a point where it's like ridiculous or anything. Okay. <clears throat> James? Um, I mean, modulation is one of those things that I always notice, but I don't have too many... I don't have very much feeling one way or the other, you know? It's, uh, 
It ha- when it happens and it's good, it's good. <laughs> but I've never really heard it where it's I've been like, oh man, that's some cheap ass modulation. How dare they manipulate my feelings like that? <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like it's a common thing with like these pop pop folks like Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey. Um, I don't think the Beatles were modulators, really, were they? Did they, the did they ever do that? The Beatles? No, did not they the, the Beatles. No, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Kirk. I'm sorry I ruined your who joke. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> James is not interested. I mean, I I feel like Kirk stepped on my hilarious I've never heard of the Beatles joke by ah. turning into a joke about the who. And I'm quite frankly livid. And I wish that he would just love me and feed me and kiss me and free me. <laughs> but I guess that's just not going to happen. I guess I'm just being crazy. He's James. only going to bathe you. Yeah. And then no. I'll hold you. I'll hold you like the river Jordan. <laughs> At least I'll get to see those sexy nipples. <laughs> the river of Michael Jordan's sweat. <laughs> <laughs> the river of Michael Jordan's gambling losses. <laughs> Okay, so I think we all we all agree that um, Michael has not gone overboard with this gospel section quite yet. Um, he's, I think he's, I feel like he's approaching ridiculousness, but not quite touching it. Well, he's about to go overboard in the spoken <laughs> yeah, word part. He's exactly. about to really get creepy. Before we get there, though, there's a long instrumental section. There is. Where not much really happens. <laughs> it's, a, it's a trick. Everybody cool down. This is the cool down section. It's a drink during this part. It kind of it keeps sounding to me like the song's about to fade out, like it's almost ended. Yeah. When you say that, do you mean you wish it faded out at this point? No, no. It's just the volume seems to be getting lower, mm-hmm. little by little. But I, I don't know if it is or if they're just if it's just something about the way it, different things are coming in and out of the mix. Well, I have no scientific way of measuring that and confirming if it's quiet or not, but I think you're I think you're right. It does I think it's a little bit of both. Um well first Michael's not screaming anymore. That's true. And uh I'm not sure what else would be removed. Uh the court well the choir is not quite as intense. I believe that's what they call in the local band scene dynamics. Hmm. A word that well, must be used in every band's bio. Yeah. Are you saying Michael Jackson was the dynamic frontman? Yeah. <laughs> the choir had dynamite planted under it, and <laughs> they all were picked off. That's how they distracted Beethoven to, <laughs> to steal his shit. He was deaf, but he could feel the explosion. And he was like, oh, my God, what's going on? He's like, I had to help those people. And he went to help the choir. And Michael stole his part of his symphony. <laughs> and later he's like, you know, I don't I don't want to say it out loud, but I, 
I think Michael Jackson stole my song while I was helping those people. <laughs> and then he's like, no, you're crazy, Beethoven. He wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird about it, guys. I just feel kind of weird. <laughs> That's verbatim, verbatim taken from the Beethoven biography. <laughs> Written by Charles Grodin. Will you Beethoven? <laughs> oh, Charles Grodin. <laughs> Like the end of this song isn't gross enough. Now we have to think about Charles Grodin. <laughs> Move forward from Tom Schneider. <laughs> Tom Schneider. <laughs> so, okay. So Kirk, y- you think this song's fading out, but, but you're not necessarily content with it ending here. Do you, do you want there to be more or are you like, are you yearning for more song? Uh, yeah. I don't think it needs to end yet. I feel like it could keep going. Okay. I feel like something more should be happening in this section, though. Like I expected some kind of solo to come in or something. Uh huh. Something a little more with a little more flair to it. You know, it would have been awesome right here. A harmonica solo. Because oh, like the kid in the movie. It would have tied into the movie better. Um, Jason James Richter, the dirty orphan, <laughs> seems to have a harmonica that he keeps in a box. And uh, he carries that with him all the time. And whenever he's feeling uh, low, when he's feeling lowly, <laughs> and he wants to lift his spirits or Willie's spirits, he, he plays he, a few bars, not very well, of the harmonica. <laughs> so you're play, you're telling me that this uh, filthy, uh, immoral, disgusting child hobo plays the <laughs> harmonica like a stereotypical tramp of the 1930s. Yes, uh, he he sets fire to garbage and then stands around <laughs> it and, and plays the harmonica to keep warm. Wait, he set the movie on fire? How did he do that? I don't know. <laughs> and, then he, and he eats, eats rats. <laughs> Jason James Richter, a disease carrying piece of shit. <laughs> this harmonica tastes like rat guts if you ever try to play it. Because he doesn't brush his teeth. But he's only human. Yeah. <laughs> he can hiccup just like anybody. <laughs> so I would have I this part for me could have been could have been aided by a harmonica solo. I was surprised to hear no harmonica in this song. I mean, are you being serious right I, now? You I really think a, there should have been a harmonica here? I am being a hundred percent serious in that this song, while now it reminds me of whales. And I think everything, every element of this song, if I heard it in a different song, would just make me think of whales. Um, I think for it to tie better to the movie, it should have had at least something from the movie, whether it be whale sounds or a harmonica solo or just the kid speaking or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if technically... Like, uh, sorry, go ahead, James. No, 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 Kirk. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't know if a harmonica would actually fit in with the rest of the sounds <laughs> in what this about, section. What about like 50 harmonicas? Well, that would be weird. Guys, question. Sound, now I have to jump that in. That might sound kind of cool. Okay. I have to jump in. I feel we're just delaying the inevitable. We're delaying <laughs> listening to this final spoken word passage. Yeah. I know we're all disgusted by it. It makes us all want to <laughs> shit our pants, but we have to get through it. Well, we're at we're at what is that? Let's see, is that five forty seven? We're at five forty seven in the song, 
And that's a pretty damn long song. Um, we've, we've hit a few six-minute tracks on this album so far. This is going to just keep going, though, and become the longest song on the album. Uh, I, I suppose without the Beethoven part, I would, uh, I would be okay with this going on at this point. Um, but with that whole Beethoven intro, I sort of want it to end now. Mm-hmm. Even not knowing what's coming. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, there's no reason why it couldn't end right here. So let's uh, let's see what happens. hearing that percussion unless unless that percussion that we thought was electronic might really be like actual percussion Hmm. is that possible maybe could it be could it have sustained for an eight minute song (laughs) such a such a perfect beat they could have sampled yeah a minute of it and looped it that's true. Do you think the little sound is uh, an actual like two pieces of sandpaper being rubbed together or whatever? <laughs> sandpaper. <laughs> I think it's two uh, two men with their heads shaved and a couple days of stubble. I think it's them being rubbed together. <laughs> That's highly erotic. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit of that percussion. I don't know. <clears throat> Here it comes. In our darkest hour. <laughs> In my deepest despair. <laughs> Will you still care? Will you be there? Will you have hair? In my trials. And <laughs> <laughs> my tribulations. Do our doubts. And frustrations. In my violence, in my turbulence, through my fear, and my confessions, in my anguish, and my pain, through my joy, and my sorrow, in the promise of another tomorrow. I'll never let you part. For you're always Sniff. in my heart. There's just no reason he needs to be that emotional. Like if he had just if he had recited that passage with like a little more confidence and being less fragile in his voice, it would have worked fine. But like it just seems like he's overplaying it so much. Absolutely. Yeah, it takes what it should have been an uplifting song, and if by the end you just feel like he's been totally destroyed, and it's kind of depressing, kind of sad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this was this was another section that I assumed uh, was from the viewpoint of the whale. <laughs> um, it kind of I don't know. I feel like the whale could have said all of these things. <laughs> the whales, it's a killer whale, so he's violent, and he he, he has, but he has fear. 
and he goes through pain and sorrow and <laughs> trials and tribulations. Um, <laughs> but yeah, way over dramatic, way over dramatic, and uh, it didn't need to didn't need to go in this way. It also takes a weird turn because it starts out the first part of it is a question. The three lines leading up to "Will you be there?" and then he's go goes on this long list of things, and I thought it was going to end in a question again, but he just ends it by saying, oh, "I'll never let you part. You're always in my heart," which sounds like a like a, a American Greetings like card you could buy in the store for for somebody in the like "I'm sorry" section or something. It's not even proper grammar saying, uh, uh, "What is it?" I, I'll never let you part. Can you let one person part? No, well, from your life. I guess I'll never let you part from me. Yeah. I mean, I would never say that. I would say, like, depart. Or uh, mm. I'll never let you depart. I'll never let you wash the departed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let you go, for you'll always be my bro. Yo. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> yo. Oh, yo. Even better. <laughs> uh, you'll always be my one and oh, Nully. <laughs> Willie. Oh, what? Willie. Willie, Willie yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's talking to someone who's died already, too. Like, I'll never let you part. You'll always, you're always in my heart. Like, uh, he'll always remember you. Mm. Will you remember me? Mm. Which makes the question even weirder. Will you be there? Will you be what in the afterlife? Yeah, that makes sense now. You just, I think you just solved the song. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be there in heaven when this song's over? Yeah. Hmm. Will you have, <laughs> will you have beached yourself <laughs> before <laughs> the end of this song? And I'll see you in whale heaven. <laughs> do you think heaven is divided up like that into species <clears throat> into, <laughs> into or is heaven into, like a replica of earth and just everything on earth that dies goes to that heaven i think heaven is, <laughs> is separated into people that have seen all four species movies <laughs> and people that have seen all four free willy movies <laughs> I think heaven's just a big salt flat where you get to cruise around in your turbo jet car. <laughs> your nitro-burning funny car, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would probably be very exhausting and noisy, but I'm into it. Well, then, you know, whoever isn't can go to hell. Whoa, whoa. Which is a place I didn't, I didn't realize that you were so raw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm raw, I'm alive. I'm not cooked or dead. You're a bitch. You're a mother. You're a yeah. child. You're a brother. It's like a sinner like and a saint on your wedding day. Uh, yeah, '90s lyric. <laughs> in our darkest hour, in my deepest despair, will you still care? Will you be there in my trials, in my tribulations? I can't do it. <laughs> Kirk, Through our take over. doubts what? and frustrations. No, don't, don't. No, you have to do it in the sad, 
Don't tell me how I have you to can't, do this. You can't reinterpret this. <laughs> this song has battered my soul. I'll do it however I want. <laughs> Somebody no, better do it. I can't repeat all this. It's <laughs> gonna, all right, Kirk's going to do it. He's, we've already heard Michael do it. I don't Do we need to? I just I just want somebody to do the end part. Oh. <laughs> well, do you, really... I'll do the end part, but you got to take the sound effect. Okay. All right. Uh, through my joy and my sorrow and the promise of another tomorrow and the sounds of James' chair creaking in the background. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know you could hear that. <laughs> I'll never let you part, for you're always in my heart. <laughs> That's where he should have hiccuped. Yeah, for you're always in my heart. And then, then puked everywhere. <laughs> and then Chunk comes in. And then everybody started puking on everybody next to them. <laughs> Wait, was that Chunk? Isn't that oh, guy, that's Chunk? Goonies. Right? Yeah, Goonies. No, you're thinking of Stand by Me. No, I was thinking of Chunk when he uh, puts the fake puke on everybody. Oh, you're thinking of Stand by Me, where they, they really story about that guy puking at the cherry pie. What is it? The cherry yeah, pie, pie eating contest? contest? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm confusing my movies. What was what was his name? Lardass. Lardass. That's right. But he had a last name. He had a last name. Boom Baba. I think his last name was. <laughs> I do not think that is correct. <laughs> I, uh, I really do not think that uh, that is correct. Lardass. Lardass. Lardass Hogan. <laughs> yeah, it's Lardass Hogan. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. All right. So, yeah, it could have been that, too. <clears throat> stand by me. Lean on me. Well, did I say stand by me before when no, you, we were talking about lean on me? No, I think you said lean no, on me. No, you said lean on me. What's the other... What's the... Oh, lean on me is the free Mr. Clark movie, right? With, uh, with yes. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me think of a whale with a big mustache. <laughs> Stand by me doesn't sound anything like that. The song. What's what? What song was I thinking? There's another song that sounds like that reminds me of "Lean on Me." Mummified and barbed wire by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> anyway, um, as as we've learned, nothing sounds like "Will You Be There." No yeah. other song that's ever been written sounds like well, this. Oh, Beethoven sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another weird thing about this section where he's crying, this isn't his natural voice, right? This is kind of an affectation he puts on well for, for music, but he's trying to make trying to be honest with like tears and, and stuff. Nobody really knows. Because hmm. um, there was a song, uh, I don't remember, one of the last couple songs where there was a very similar voice to this one. What the hell song was it? I don't remember what song it was. Uh, and I asked a very similar question. And James thought that the low Michael Jackson is his real voice, possibly. And that everything yeah. else is fake. 
Yeah. Because I've read rumors to that effect. And, you know, I, I've mentioned before the, uh, like, the final, like, the recording that they released of him talking on the phone where he's totally drugged out right before he died. Uh, he is totally drugged out, but you can also hear that he's speaking, like, you know, in a, a lower register. I mean, he's not, he's not talking like Barry White or anything, but it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But here he's <laughs> up in his kind of falsetto... Well, he's saying these lines, but also sounds like real emotion. So it's a weird mixture of, I don't know how much is performance and how much is just him. Like, I don't know. While that long. And my sorrow. (laughs) And the promise of another tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never let you part. You think he's really, you think he's really crying? I bet, I bet he could cry on command. Maybe. He's probably got a lot of sad stuff he could think about. Yeah. Like Slash playing a shitty solo. (laughs) That's kind of a bummer. (laughs) I don't even remember what song that was. I think he's sad that he can only get 16 seconds out of every guest rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if, if he had only cut this part down, I mean, this was like an entire minute. This this spoken word part, he could have given he could have given like an extra ten seconds to everybody. Well, live and learn, Jacko. <laughs> and also the fact that he's even using spoken word, um, it's kind of overdone on this album already. Um, we had spoken word on in the closet. Uh, where else did we have? Did we have spoken word in heal the world? The kid. Probably. The kid, yeah. Um, where else? Was there? There has to have been somewhere else. Well, I'm just going to pretend that I'm right <laughs> and say that he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be dipping into the well again with, uh, with the spoken word shit. He should Why? Just... Is it too dangerous for uh, you? Because <laughs> the whale, the whale doesn't fit in the well. <laughs> He um he should have he should have been singing this section. It would have been less of a bummer. Well, do we want to hit the final grades, Raleigh? I don't know. I think we want to talk about the movie some more. <laughs> I think yeah, I think Kirk's, this is a plot engineered to make this episode go four hours. Kirk's got some notes. I want to make sure that we've hit all of Kirk's notes. What? I think we already hit all my notes actually. Well, let's just double check. Most of my notes are about the song "Lean on Me." Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I've got some notes too. I think we've hit most of my notes. Um. Yeah. Here's. Here's. Uh. We we do have some more fun facts we could talk about. I suppose. Um. This song, uh, or I should say, this video, uh, won an award from the MTVs. Uh, they got the best movie song, or best song in a movie, or something like that. <laughs> I should have done a little more research, but uh, I believe it was 1994. The song was awarded with that MTV Movie Award hmm. for its use in Free Willy, and uh, Michael went on to write some more songs for Free Willy too. Really? Yeah. When did those were those part of an album, or did they, were they just released totally separately? I have no idea. Um, well, I know for sure that they were on the Free Willy 2 soundtrack, 
but I don't know if they were also on uh, on a Michael Jackson album. And I am not willing to do that research right now to find <laughs> out. So I'm sorry, Kirk. That's gonna we're gonna have to save that for the Tumblr forum, <laughs> where uh, everybody is free to argue. Um, <laughs> here's some more fun facts. The song did not hit number one anywhere, but it did hit two in New Zealand, three in in uh, <laughs> I was about to say in Dutchland, <laughs> in the land of the Dutch. It was three in the European Hot 100 singles, three in uh, the U.S. Billboard pop songs, and also three in Ireland and Switzerland. Uh, okay, so I guess we can, I guess we can rate this song. I'm not going to go first because I'm not ready, but, uh, why don't we let our guest go first? Okay. Our guest who has nothing to lose by rating this song. All right. Yeah. I guess I have no previous ratings to try to adjust to. Um, so I'll compare it to my knowledge of Michael Jackson's entire discography of which I've only really heard most, you know, most of his hits. I would say this song, I don't know if you can rate this on the same scale as the other songs. It's always tough. This is not easy. Nobody yeah. said this part was easy, Kirk. Because this song is, it's not, it's not like a pop song. I don't know. And it's not like, a, it's not like a dance hit. This is like something you, <laughs> yeah, you can't dance to this. Nah. Well, you can dance real slow, I guess. <laughs> you can dance underwater like a whale. I'm going to give it, uh, just on the basis of enjoying it, how much I enjoyed it, as far as well-written songs go, I'd say a seven. A I'll seven. give it a seven, yeah. All right. That's good. I'm not going to go quite that high. In fact, I have not gone that high at all yet. Um, I think that it is it is very similar effective it has very similar effectiveness to heal the world for me um in that both songs are a bit bloated uh though i think this song has a more original sound and i like the sparse instrumentation um i like that it's probably gonna anytime i think of a whale i'm gonna think of the song and that's that's pretty strong it's got a really strong hook uh, even if it was ripped off an Italian guy, ripped off of uh, some blues singers in the early 1900s, ripped off of some Native Americans. Um, I I think that I'm going to give this a... Uh, I want to I give it a six because I think I gave... I think I overrated Heal the World with a six. So this would, this would be a real six. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it a six. Hmm. Well, I think that uh, this is a great Michael Jackson vocal performance, but it is seriously hampered by that weepy old woman thing he does at the end. (laughs) And, like, he just straight up steals from Beethoven like he straight up lifts some Beethoven and just drops it in there and does nothing to it and is just like, hey, here's some shit. Uh, so that drags it down for me. I got to give this shit a five. 
Okay. I forgot about the stealing from Beethoven part. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe the whole intro from my mind. I do guess we, I don't even do we all want to change our ratings. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm going to change mine to be honest. Yeah, maybe I will. Hmm. No, I don't know. It's weird. Cause like the middle, oops, sorry. I bumped the mic. That's okay. the middle section of the song. If you take off the intro and you take off the part at the end, it's all gold. Yeah, I'm going to leave mine where it is. I think I think the the goodness of the middle part, the main meat of the song outshines the crusty edges. Yeah. The um the Beethoven part really it seems like it goes on forever. Um but it's only 16 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. It goes on for a minute and 10. And uh then from there the uh the choir picks up and uh then goes on for five or six minutes more. Um, so if you cut out the crappy parts, there's still quite a bit left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the fact that... Uh, I mean, listen, this this far into the album, I'm not going to tolerate like as much crap as I did at the top of the album. Yeah? I'm, I feel yeah. like I'm going the opposite way. I feel like I'm, I'm rating things better now. I, I could just be... I could be making that up. The numbers will prove that. <laughs> uh, I like that you said that with such confidence. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this damn song. Neither Anybody do else? I. Let's jump off this goddamn let's, bridge. Let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> next week, we've got Keep the Faith, a song which I don't know at all and I don't think was a single or a video. Oh, you know what? I did have one quick, one other thing to mention. Um, in terms of Michael Jackson's singles chronology, there is a song that comes before this that I had never heard of, and it's not from the Dangerous album. Are you talking about his collaboration with Eddie Murphy? I am talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if that was going to come up during this episode. Yeah, I'm not going to play it. I, I don't want to hear it. Um because I think we should probably cover it someday. <laughs> uh, I think that's inevitable. Okay. Kirk, do you know that song? I don't recall him ever even having a, a song with Eddie Murphy. It's called What's Up With You. Oh, And wow. it's all one word. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? And it's pronounced What's Up With You, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's right. I think it's actually pronounced, what's up with you? Yeah. I feel yeah. like I've heard that title before, but, but done by other people. Is it possible they were covering this song? Mm, oh, no, that's an, it's an Eddie Murphy original. I can guarantee you that. No, I mean, is it possible other people were covering Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson's version? No, no, that's not possible. Okay. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to the song because it's described as, uh, what's up with you has been noted for its music video which was inspired by the album's cover art and also uses computer graphics. Yeah, the video is, <laughs> like, there's no way, like, it'll, like, blow a fuse in your mind. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is it as advanced as the Dire Straits video was in its time? The, the it's basically scene? like Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy in front of the flying toaster screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Voted by MTV viewers in 1999 as the third worst music video of all time. It's <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> accurate. Awesome. Um, okay, well, that, that 
wraps up anything I have to say. Kirk, would you like to uh, plug your your show or your any one of your sure. bands or your artwork or uh, your <laughs> the Ginger Project or anything else you're involved with? Uh, it's called the Redhead Project. Whatever. <laughs> I think there's probably a different thing called the Ginger Project. There's so many people taking pictures of red-haired people and... You know, who could blame them? <laughs> um, but I'm not going to plug that. I'm going to plug my other podcast that I'm on, Schlock Treatment. You can go to schlocktreatment.com and uh, listen to any of our episodes. It's also on iTunes and Stitcher and a couple other... Stitcher? What's that? It's another... It's like the rebel version of iTunes oh, or something. That's something we need to get on? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Raleigh, don't be swayed by trendy things. <laughs> Stitcher? Yeah. Ugh. Talk shoe? Are you guys on Talk shoe? No, That's I've heard thing. of Talk shoe though. Oh, okay, isn't that a? I thought that was a live thing. Isn't that for recording it's podcasts? A, it you can post them there. It, like it stays up. It's like an archive. Oh, I thought system. it was. I thought it was a recording thing. My friend, I, my friend Ethan, Ethan Sinkoff of uh, what? What's his podcast called? Is it, I think it's one guy talking or one man talking or one dude talking, something like that. Mm-hmm. He, rec- I think he records his live through talk shoe okay and then he can ha- he has like people call in and stuff and cool. then and then it's just art it's archived uh the other thing i want to plug is just uh my tumblr page go check out my drawings at kirkhowley.tumblr.com that's k-i-r-k-h-o-w-l-e that's at tumblr.com slash multi-instrumentalist <laughs> man of many trades do you guys want to plug anything while Kirk we're here? Of all trades. Do I want to plug anything? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I want to plug the Jackson Jackson podcast. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? <laughs> and, and it's theme song. I want to plug its theme song. <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> darkest guest spot on the funniest Michael Jackson podcast will you listen to the entire ending song as it fades out oh my god we've gone two and a half hours (laughs) really (laughs) holy shit I'm sorry 100% unedited I hope you join us next week Episode 12, Keeping the Faith, Keep the Faith, do it JG2. Rest in peace, Chris Foley!